Attention Autopia drivers. Please remain seated in your car at all times. Sorry for the holdup, folks. There seems to be a slow-moving train up ahead, so we gotta sit here for a spell. Avast there, mateys. Avast there. Keep a lookout for the moving gangplank. Well, I can see my old buddy Mike Feedback, the technician up there in the control booth, has given me the signal to take five. Now don't go away, because we have some very special entertainment to follow. W-W Radio, your information station. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the WW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangiello, and this is show number 578, and I'm here to help you have not just the best possible Disney vacation experience when you go to the parks, but I also want to bring you a little bit of that Disney magic wherever you are with the podcast, live video broadcast every Wednesday night on Facebook, videos, blog, special events, and more. And whether you're a first-time visitor or have been to the parks hundreds of times, if you're planning a vacation or love the history, details, secrets, and stories, there's something in the show for you because each week I'm going to take you from the parks to the screens and everything in between. If you're a new listener, thank you, welcome, Please go back and check out some or all the past episodes for interviews, top tens, reviews, and more. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes and find everything else at www.radio.com. So when Disney Cruise Line announced that they would be sailing from New Orleans beginning in 2020, I knew right away that it was a cruise we had to take together as a group. So this week... We're going to recap and review our WW Radio group cruise on the inaugural sailing of the Disney Wonder out of New Orleans. We'll discuss our time and events in New Orleans, as well as everything from the embarkation process to cabins, dining, activities, shows, our WW Radio special events, and lots more. And we'll also look at cruising from a number of different perspectives, including as a family, solo traveler, cruising with special needs, first-time cruisers, and lots more. We'll also announce what's next for a very special WW Radio group cruise. I'll then announce the winner of our last Spread the Word contest and tell you how you can enter for a chance to win another $100 in Disney gift cards with a brand new giveaway. Then stay tuned to the end of the show as I'll have more information about upcoming WW Radio events, our meet of the month over Disney Princess Half Marathon Weekend, your voicemails, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WW Radio Show. February 7th, 2020, Disney Cruise Line did something that they've never done before, which is set sail from the Port of New Orleans. And I literally remember the day in September of 2018 when Disney revealed via video that they were going to take you there, and by you I mean us, to New Orleans. 
And I also remember texting Becky Mankin from Mouse Fan Travel as it was going on, saying that we had to do this cruise. I had visited New Orleans as a kid with my parents. I remember going like the World's Fair was there. And then again, a few years ago, when we did a WW Radio on the road event during the Rock and Roll Half Marathon weekend, which was really just an excuse for me to go to New Orleans. And I truly fell in love with the city and the people and the food, obviously the music, history, architecture, and and found that there was this incredible energy and vibe that I really hadn't seen or felt elsewhere. So this cruise was a no-brainer. And I love the idea of being able to experience the flavors and the flair of the Big Easy both ashore as well as on board the Disney Wonder with places like Tiana's Place and that jazz and live music at the oh-so-very-cool French Quarter Lounge, which we'll talk about a lot, and lots of other surprises inspired by the Princess and the Frog. So I was really all in on this cruise from the very beginning. And if we're going to do it, I think we had to do it like as soon as possible. So we instantly booked the inaugural cruise out of New Orleans, which was a seven-night cruise to Nassau, Castaway Key, my favorite port anywhere, and Key West, which I found is one of the coolest ports anywhere. So we put out the call to friends literally from around the world who joined our WW Radio family because we're more than a group and we're more than friends. We really are family to come together and from first time cruisers to solo travelers, families, couples, singles, and everything in between. We had such an amazing group coming together. And this week, I invited many of them to join me as we recap and review our WW Radio New Orleans cruise on the Disney Wonder. And I'd like you to please join me and welcome some of my longtime friends who were on the cruise and joining me around the virtual table tonight. Uh, I've always believed in ladies first. I still do. But tonight, it's ladies night and the feeling's right. Oh, yes, it's ladies night. Oh, what a night. Sorry for the old 70s reference. First, because uh, literally, it, this couldn't have happened without her. Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. It's so great to be back again and to talk about something that I'm already missing. Speaking of missing, it's not just Tiana and Cabanas in the French Quarter Lounge that I miss. It's also Amanda Bonner from Disney Travel for All. It's been a few days since I last heard your voice, and it's been a I'm welcome. so it's been happy a welcome. to be back and hear your voice again. <laughs> Can't wait to talk about this wonderful cruise. And back on the show as well is Lisa Denoto glassner from thecastlerun.com. Hey, guys. Yeah, it's been hard to be off the ship, so glad to be here and remember it all with all of you. And long, long time, not just friend, but WDW Radio blogger extraordinaire. I think you've been on the show, but it was a while ago, right, Vanessa Prince? I think a long, long time ago, yeah. Well, welcome back. It has been way too long. Uh, Vanessa Prince, by the way, mother of Andrew Prince, also a member of the WW Radio blog team. And I think longtime listener, first time participant, Crystal Steers, Crystal Steers from ChasingHappiness.ca. <laughs> yes, definitely longtime listener, first time joiner in all of the fun. And I'm so excited that we get the opportunity to talk about this. I absolutely already miss being on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, again, I I wanted you all to come on because not just because you've been friends and we had such a great time and we spent a lot of time together on the cruise, but I really felt that each of you brings a little bit something different to 
the uh, content and conversation from solo travelers to first-time cruisers, repeat cruisers, uh, special needs, coming with family. So uh, I want to talk, if you can each sort of go through, maybe in the same order that I introduced you. Obviously, Becky, we know that you have cruised more than just a few times, but the rest of you, um, (laughs) how many cruises is this for you? Um, How did you come on the cruise? Did you come by yourself? Sort of tell me the dynamic of your cruise experience, and then why this one? Why this cruise out of New Orleans? You're, you're looking at me for that? Just Well, I know we know yours already. So, Amanda, why don't you go first? Sure. So this is my third Disney cruise, first on The Wonder. And I've been wanting to go on one of your group cruises because they sound amazing. And I think you were kind of doing Last Call in August. And so I said, Crystal... <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to go on the cruise? And it worked out great. We shared a cabin, and yeah, I'm so so glad we did it. And now you guys knew each other. You met each other through Momentum, correct? Yes, That's the Momentum correct. retreat, and then the Momentum workshop. I mean, I might as well throw a little plug in there for Momentum while I'm at it. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so this is this was your. The third cruise. Crystal, you might as well go next because you guys, uh, obviously you met at Momentum and decided to take the, the plunge, not just to take the cruise, but but to room together. Yeah. So uh, Amanda had contacted me and said you were doing this and did I want to sort of join in the fun? And I've sort of been on activities with you before and another cruise with you a long time ago. Um, and so, yeah, I absolutely jumped at the opportunity. I hadn't cruised with Disney since 2014. This was my fifth cruise, my second time on The Wonder. It's been refurbed since I was on it, and I've never been to New Orleans. So that was a huge selling point to be able to have a couple of days there just to check it out and sort of get the opportunity to dig my feet in and see whether or not it was somewhere I wanted to go back to at some point. I have a feeling I think I know the answer to that question. But we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to that as we talk about New Orleans. Uh, Lisa, what about you? Um, so this was, I've been on many cruises before, but this was only our second Disney cruise. And for us, our first Disney cruise was also with you guys. It was Alaska in 2018, also in the wonder. Um, and that was kind of the trip of a lifetime in a lot of ways, but coming out of that, I really was ready for a trip that required a little bit less preparation and a little bit more relaxation. So you know, a sailing out of somewhere closer by that was going to warmer weather um, and was a little bit more ship focused rather than excursion and port focused um, was was high on our list. And we too had never been to New Orleans. So the chance to be able to go somewhere closer, sail out of a place we've never been to before, um, and then take a trip that was a little bit more focused on enjoying the ship and relaxing together was was a priority. And you know, needless to say, we always like traveling with you guys. So it was an easy sell. Keep cruising because eventually you're going to get to a port that's really <laughs> close to where you live, as opposed to two of the <laughs> going from Alaska to <laughs> you're getting closer to Port Canaveral. It's going to happen soon. <laughs> Although, well, never mind. Really <laughs> so. working our way there. <laughs> and Vanessa, I know that we have uh, we have cruised together as well. Yes, this is my third time with WW Radio, and it was my 18th cruise with Disney Cruise Line. Wow, um, I didn't realize it was that many. Yeah. Well, we've done a lot of European traveling, um, again, Alaska, um, all over out of Miami, just different ports. We like trying new ones out. 
And I think that's what intrigued us about going out of New Orleans was it was something new. They'd never done it before. And um, I actually brought one of my neighbors with us. I brought half my family, a couple neighbors and some other friends along on the cruise. So we really enjoyed the experience. Is the other half of your family still bitter and jealous that they were not able to come? A little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, school calls. So. Believe me, they're spoiled enough, so they're good. <laughs> 18 cruises, yeah. I, I think I want to be adopted by the Prince family as well. So, so, But let's talk about New Orleans, because New Orleans was obviously a huge uh, attractor and, and selling point for this cruise. And obviously with the way the Wonder has been refurbished and, and themed and decorated with Tiana's and the French Quarter Lounge, it was a perfect fit so tell me about your new orleans experience because i think a lot of people came in early to uh explore and enjoy so much of what new orleans has to offer i only wish that i was able to come in earlier and maybe even stay later because like i said in the intro i I really fell in love with new orleans so uh again maybe in in the same order um but becky you can go first when did you arrive in New Orleans? And we'll, we'll talk about the, our WW Radio pre-cruise events. But what did you do while you were there? And by what did you do, I, I you know I'm really focusing on what did you eat. But tell me about your <laughs> pre-cruise New Orleans experience. Well, I was really excited about this port because I, like several of you, had never been to New Orleans before myself. So out of the entire United States and all the places you have to go within the U.S., that was always one that I had on the list that I had to visit. There's several really cool, dark and twisty things about New Orleans that I've always been kind of drawn to. I couldn't find a, a, a Ludu doll that I'm working on it still. But anyway, I got there a couple You of asked days. many people for it. I did. I was trying to look. find somebody to find me a, a voodoo doll thing that I could, you know, find. Because that would be such a great addition to my collection. But <laughs> I came in two days earlier because uh, coming from Seattle, uh, obviously, I kind of lose a day in transit. Um, but that first day when I, it, it was, the weather wasn't exactly perfect uh, the day that I arrived or, or the next day. But um, I kind of walked around a little bit just to get the the flavor of the the, the city, and I I did not go eat anything extraordinarily cool because I was kind of waiting for you guys. So um, I, I had I was working prepping for the um, for the cruise in the room, and I had hey room service, yay! <laughs> so that <laughs> that first day by myself before you guys arrived, it wasn't. Um, all that uh, exciting, but I did get a chance to kind of walk around a little bit and see the architecture and um, the things that you see in all the postcards and what everybody's talking about when it, you're talking about the French Quarter of New Orleans. So I was really excited about being there. Amanda? I did not wait for all of you to eat something delicious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I forgot to mention, I also have never been to New Orleans. So I was really excited to go and experience everything about the city and what a, an extraordinary history it has and just the architectural, the artistry. Uh, so I arrived earlier than Crystal and I had, I travel a lot solo. So I had a solo lunch at Commander's Palace in the Garden District, which Mark Bologna had recommended on his Beyond Bourbon Street podcast, and he did not steer me wrong. Um, it was a wonderful lunch, and it had a business attire dress code. However, they had 25-cent martinis. 
So <laughs> a limit of four and one, just one. And it was fantastic. It was uh, right across from um, one of, I think, Lafayette Cemetery, which was closed, but it could peek through. And I know a couple of you might touch on that later on the cemeteries and how unique they are. Um, and then Crystal came in and we, I wanted to go to Bourbon Street. So it's kind of like Times Square. I used to live in New York where you go and you experience it and you realize how touristy and loud and neon <laughs> it is. And you, you could say you've been there. And then we went elsewhere for dinner and had a wonderful dinner at uh, Mr. B's barbecue shrimp. And I did wear a bib. <laughs> and, and Which was very much about. necessary. Let's be fair. The girl it warned was, us. But is it yes. not one of the best things you've ever put in your mouth? Like barbe- when you hear oh. barbecue shrimp, it's not what you're thinking that you get anywhere else. It's a bar. It's a, it's an experience. And you want to just sop up all the, like the juice and stuff with the bread. I, I can't believe I missed. Oh, Mr. the B. bread was, it, it was all oh. incredible. Right? And I'll, I'll let Crystal fill everybody in on Thursday because we also had an extraordinary experience Thursday. Yeah. So we, uh, we did wander around quite a bit um, as much as we could. Well, let's be fair. We started off at Cafe du Monde. Because, as I'm sure you will talk about, Lou, we had an event there. Um, So when we left there, we went across the street to Jackson Square, took some pictures, wandered around a little bit. Um, There was actually a couple of tours that were going on, private tours that were going on. So I was like sneaking around the square, sort of kind of listening to some of the history because I'm, I'm, as a Canadian, not entirely familiar with all of it. Um, So that was super fun. And then we went into the cathedral that was there. Amanda, what was the name of the cathedral? St. What? St. Louis Cathedral. St. Louis. Which was super beautiful. Um, breathtaking almost when you walked in. Um, I think both Amanda and I took a couple of minutes just to sort of sit and have a moment of meditation and prayer and whatever else. Um, I wandered around and took a few pictures very politely and discreetly because there was a mass going on at the time. Uh, and then we went next door. Actually, I think we went and grabbed something to eat first. And then we went next door. And because Mark had suggested we check out one of the museums there, um, we went to one of the museums where the bottom floor was all about the history of Katrina and sort of what's happened since and sort of what happened during. And then the top floor was all the history about Mardi Gras, which was kind of eye opening, I want to say. At the end of it, both Amanda and I kind of looked at each other and said, wow, like there is a lot about this that we didn't know or understand as to sort of how we've gotten to what Mardi Gras is today. Yeah, it was really fascinating. That was the Presbyter Museum next to uh, the cathedral. And it was a beautiful area because there was another museum on the other side of the cathedral and all that within a block. And on the corner, that was Cafe du Monde. So, so much in just that little area to explore. Mm -hmm. Lisa, what about you guys? So we actually drove, um, we're a driving family. So um, we bit the bullet and did the nine or 10 hour drive there, which was actually really nice because we found some really good spots along the way to um, check out little hole in the wall food joints and stuff. Um, that's why we like to drive, but we got there two out, two days early. Um, like I said, we too have never been to New Orleans. So we dug in right from the start and also did not wait for the others to start eating. We went to a, um, I think kind of a local spot that Mark also had recommended, Mark Bologna, um, called Joey K's uh, for a meal that first night that we were there um, and ate quite a bit. And I'll say like just as a whole that I really loved my first couple of days in New Orleans. But if you're going to kick off a, like a cruise somewhere, I don't know. <laughs> like 
you know, ideally you don't want to get on the ship already feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent true. So that was like yeah. the that was like the one drawback, the one delightful drawback to New Orleans was that I had gorged myself on like fried catfish and gumbo and and beignets and king cake and 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 on and on um, the two days before we even got on the ship. So yeah, I was already heftier than usual when we boarded, but. <laughs> Um, but no, so we did a lot of the same things as you guys, of course. We did the um, Cafe du Monde with the rest of the group and um, the steamboat that I'm sure we'll talk about, the nachos, which I'm sure I'm pronouncing wrong, um, which was chilly but awesome. Um, and then we also went to one of the cemeteries. We went to St. Louis number three um, because it was a couple of them were closed. And I know some needed tour guides. So we were able to get into number three by ourselves and walk around a bit. And I'm a, a little bit of a photography buff. So I got to kind of go around with my DSLR and take some gorgeous shots um, there. And that was, that was awesome. So yeah, I, like, and it was, it was chilly, which was kind of surprising. I mean, I guess coming out of Florida, you have to remind yourself that the rest of the world isn't, you know, 80 some degrees in February. So yeah, it was a little bit chilly to kick off, which was kind of nice as a contrast as we moved into the Bahamas. Vanessa, what about you and the rest of the Prince clan? Well, we arrived early on Wednesday and uh, we did a lot of walking. So even though we ate a lot, I think we burned most of it off because we had to walk. It's, it's sort of an accessible city, but you can't just hop in a taxi or an Uber and get somewhere. So we definitely burned some calories off. Um, but we went to Central Grocery and had a muffaletta and enjoyed that. They're huge. I mean, we ordered a whole and it took all three of us to finish it. Um <laughs> Again, walk. Andrew had never been to Bourbon Street. I've been to New Orleans several times, so we were trying to get him around and show him all the different things like Jackson Square, Bourbon Street. We walked out to uh, Louis Armstrong Park. Um, we also went to Brennan's for brunch on Thursday after we had beignets for breakfast. <laughs> and then uh, Andrew also wanted to do Preservation Hall, so we already had booked our reservation for that and really enjoyed hanging out there and getting a taste of the jazz scene at uh, – in New Orleans. Yeah. My original plan was to come in early. Um, life, you know, sometimes gets in the way. So we were able to get in Thursday and, and met up with Becky and we had, um, uh, we had some pre cruise WW radio events planned ahead of time, which was a meetup at cafe du Monde because New Orleans. And then we did a nighttime dinner uh jazz cruise on the steamboat natchez again i apologize in advance for the rain that you had not that i had any control but i felt so bad because the day before it was raining and hailing and i felt felt so bad and then um it was a little chilly even uh on thursday but can can i just go back to cafe du monde really quickly yeah i was i was getting to cafe du monde i wasn't moving past that just yet Awesome. But I just want to point out the one thing that shocked me, because that's what I've always heard about was Cafe du Monde. That was the place you had to go. That's that's the chicory coffee that you have to have. I didn't realize that it also required six inches of powdered sugar on top <laughs> of the, the yeah. little doughy you know, piece of heaven. But I, I was I didn't even couldn't even figure out how they how to eat it because there was so much powdered sugar yep. piled on top. That was amazing. You I just was the just only one who thought to wear white. <laughs> <laughs> I had my rain poncho on. I was good. It was just falling right off. <laughs> you guys planned well. You planned accordingly. I walked in in a in a dark blue shirt and a, and a dark coat. So yeah. 
But then it had powdered sugar for later, apparently. So. But wearing, listen, wearing the sugar and, you know, there's, again, there's something, um, there's something about that that vibe at Cafe Du Monde, which is so much fun. And even people who weren't coming on the cruise were able to come and get together and, and spend some time there. And then everybody sort of went off on their own and did their own thing. Becky, we had hung and sort of just walked around uh, the French Quarter a little bit. And then, you know, we keep mentioning the name Mark Bologna. Um, he's been a longtime friend. He was a coaching client of mine who has the Beyond Bourbon Street podcast and website. Like, talk about a guy who's taking his passion and turning it into something that he loves to share. Um, he gave everybody so many great um, tips, one of which was to go to St. Louis Cemetery Number 3, which it was open. And there was something... Like it was cool that it was overcast and a little bit cold and a little bit damp. Like it gave a little bit more of the the feel and the vibe to the cemetery as if it was like a beautiful sunny day. Um, he actually came out and met us and, and toured us around. But again, if you are a photographer or a history buff, it was just fascinating to walk through and uh, and see some of the crypts that have been there for, you know, 100 plus years some that were shit. Becky found her ideal crypt. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it was one literally designed like a castle. And uh, she's like, Ooh. this is it. This is where I want to be. <laughs> and then we that went to so, eat. I'm sorry. That that was just so amazing walking through uh, the, the cemeteries. And I'm, I am one of those, yes, dark and twisty people that I do like to explore cemeteries when I go to different places and you find the dates, you look at the dates, you look at the people, you look at the, um, the history and yeah, somebody made a crypt out of it, made a castle and others had different, um, different things that reflected their lives and their personalities and everything is set above ground, which is something that in where I come from is not the case. So it was very unusual, very amazing. Um, the, the, art dare i say of several of those crypts was uh, worth the time of getting out there to where, where which one did, were we at number three was number that three. right yep and uh, taking the time to go out and and see this was worth every second to um to explore i i really loved that part of the day and would have loved to have seen the um uh, the pyramid uh <laughs> nick cage's <laughs> pyramid maybe we'll have to do that when we go back yeah, because they tell a story. Um, e each yeah. one of them tells a story, and Mark was able to share some of the real stories, and we were able to sort of piece together our own, and then recommended us going to the Gumbo House for a, uh, a fantastic lunch. Well, we, I mean, really, we just ate our way through New Orleans, which is the way to do it. Uh, again, I wish we only had more time. So then we did a um, a, a nighttime um, dinner and jazz cruise on the Steamboat Natchez which I had done a few years ago during the day. Um, again, I apologize because it was it was so cold. You couldn't stand outside. Oh. And then it was so warm in some of the rooms. <laughs> so it was like we were running outside to cool off and then running back in to warm up. And uh, we still had a lot of fun. It was a great way, I think. And all of you can sort of jump in. It was a great way to, to meet fellow cruisers, break yeah. the ice a little bit. And I learned a lot, too, not just about New Orleans, but uh, about the steamboats as well. Well, and I also think even though, yes, at certain points, even for this Canadian, it was a little cold outside. As we went on throughout the night and we got closer to coming back up the Mississippi to New Orleans, um, I think it got a little bit better. It was less windy. We were able to get outside and take some pictures. We were able to take some video. Um, 
So I, I think overall, even though it was a little chilly, it was a hundred percent worth it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. During yeah, it was the day, awesome. a little I bit mean, warmer. I, yeah, it was <laughs> no, it was cold. I mean, I think it was cold even as we were getting closer. <laughs> um, but no, I mean I loved just having the chance. And it might have not been the worst thing because it kind of forced us all to be in those indoor Yep. Um, congregating areas. So rather than being outside, strolling around the ship and taking pictures and being in our own worlds, we were confined a bit more um, to the indoor spaces. And and I know at least I was talking a lot more to people that we were going to be sailing with. And that ended up being a really nice thing. And I also loved being able to go into the engine room, especially having my boys with me and spending time with the people that were running the ship and learning about how it worked and just kind of seeing the history there as well was very, very cool. So yeah, I mean, it was definitely a very brisk night, but I don't really think it mattered. But I think the time we spent, whether it was a couple of days or one days, really helped to sort of, it was like an appetizer for the cruise. It sort of wet our appetite because you're hearing words and, and you know, some of the different food items are unique. You know, the, the muffaletta sandwich, again, I had never had it before. That's, it's this, um, it's like a, a loaf of bread that's split and it has like um, an olive salad and salami and ham, um, Swiss cheese and mortadella on it, which is a, a quintessential New York, New York, New Orleans food item. Uh, we had Sazeracs. Um, I had had Sazeracs yeah. in the past, Sounds which good. was, it, you know, it's for some, it's an acquired taste. I really sort of, I'm not a big drinker, good. but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed it. And when we saw it on the cruise, it was a nice <laughs> transition from one to another but let's sort of talk about getting on the ship itself because we've got seven days and multiple ports <laughs> to cover again having cruised out of um vancouver out of port canaveral out of miami before i was really curious to see how the embarkation process was going to go leaving out of new orleans because it, it, this is obviously very new for disney we were, we, Becky, you know, you and I got on um, again with some of the agents so we can prepare things earlier. Um, but talk a little bit about Becky and then anybody else wants to chime in about the embarkation process, actually getting on board the ship itself. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of interesting when you uh, embark at a destination or in a port that has not hosted that particular cruise line before. Uh, there are sometimes some packing your patients as they try to figure out how to best navigate the people who are, who are departing the ship as well as trying to get on the ship. And um, something that is kind of uh, not typical of many of the cruise lines, you don't see people uh, show up at 9.30 or 10 a.m. like you do with Disney <laughs> cruisers. Uh, on several of the others you do between 10, 11, 12. But um, Disney cruisers tend to show up really early. And we did <laughs> see that in this scenario. Uh, but... Given them, uh, giving them a little bit of leeway because it was their first time, <clears throat> there were a couple of little hitches here and there, but they were figuring it out quickly and they were trying to redirect people to the right lines and, and make things as smooth as possible. So I was really impressed that uh, they did such a great job on their first uh, time in one in, in a port, which frankly isn't quite prepared for the number of guests that they have coming through. So I think that that's going to change, obviously, as New Orleans becomes much more of a a hotbed for cruising, which is definitely happening right now. And I know that there's a lot of construction in the area, but once they get all of that piece out and the construction is is cleared, it'll probably be a little little bit smoother going forward. But given that it was their first time, I think they did a really good job of getting us moving. 
Yeah, yeah I, think- I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I think that um, I was really impressed with how smoothly everything went as well, especially also considering the fact that it was Mardi Gras season. So they were obviously having to navigate a lot of additional traffic on embarkation and debarkation day um, with, you know, related to Mardi Gras. So it was also just really cool to see like everyone earning their ears that was working that day. And they all just were really, really enthusiastic in that way. Um, Obviously they were all, you know, handling Disney cruisers for the first time. And I just thought everybody did a really, really great job. And, you know, if I learn anything about New Orleans during my very brief stay there, it's that the people are just really, really lovely. And it just mm-hmm. meshed really, really well with, you know, that Disney um, service experience. So, you know, we were super, super impressed, especially considering the fact that it was the very first time that they had handled Disney cruisers. Yeah, I completely agree. I would just give a word of caution uh, because like Becky said, there's traffic or construction around the area. And this terminal, we were out of the Arado Street Terminal next to the Julia Street Terminal where another ship was debarking and embarking. And our Uber driver did not know where he was going. And (laughs) it took us what should have been a 10 minute walk, took us a 45 minute car ride uh, because we got stuck in a lot of traffic. So just give yourself plenty of time if you're taking a car to get to the terminal and pack your patients. But once we got in the terminal, it was, as you both said, wonderful experience. You could tell the workers there were so excited to have us there and were just excited about Disney being there. And everybody in the terminal, of course, is excited to get on the cruise ship. Yeah, I'll agree with Amanda. I actually sailed out of Miami when Disney started sailing out of Miami as well. And I would have to say, um, even though this was their first time, they did a much better job in this terminal of making the process actually smooth as we were going through it compared to the Miami terminal the first time around. Um, People, even if they didn't know what was going on, there was someone literally right behind them to explain to them what they needed to do, how they needed to get people set up, to give lanyards, to do all of the things that Disney does when you check in. Um, And there were people going around the terminal for all of the Platinum members who didn't know that there was a lounge in this terminal for them, letting them know, hey, we do have a Platinum lounge here if you want to go sit there. So I was very impressed with how they handled all that. Vanessa, what was your experience like? Well, ours was a little bit different. Um, it all started even the night before when we were trying to check out how to get from our hotel, which you could see the cruise ship, what, maybe a half mile away. And uh, different people were trying to scout out how to walk there. And we figured it out. And even in the morning, my husband went and ran. He's like, no, this is how we're going to do it. But we thought, well, we'll take a taxi. And at the hotel, they tried calling, um, I think, four or five different cab companies. And nobody had an accessible vehicle for Andrew to ride in. So we were headed out and we had our luggage and we even asked out front of the hotel, you know, what's the best way to go. And one of the um, bellmen, he's like, you know what, I'm just going to walk with you. So he took my luggage and we all followed him. And it it was a little hike through the construction zones, the curves across the trolley tracks. Um, Some places we probably weren't really supposed to be walking, but we did. Um, but it, it was maybe a 10-minute walk. The hardest part was we had our luggage with us. Um, but again, he was super nice and took us right to the door where we dropped off uh, the luggage. And then when we went in, because we're platinum, again, we had our own check-in place and had no problems uh, waiting. I think part of the longer wait was because there was a media event or something ahead of time. So they right. weren't letting people right on at 11, um, yeah. like we thought. So, But um, 
again, it, I pack my patients and we've learned that's how it happens in cities. Um, you know, when they can't find a way to get you somewhere. So it was, it was an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and so we'll, we'll talk about the, the first day and, and the, and, and um, actually leaving port, but just very quickly um, sort of go in reverse order, right? What's the first thing you do? when you get on board the ship now obviously first time cruisers i mean you sort of you know you're looking around in awe sort of taking in the chandelier and the decor and the the the, you know the multi-story atrium but what's the first thing each of you does because your cabins aren't ready usually until about 1 30 so even if you're boarding you know at at 11 o'clock 12 o'clock you have some time to kill there's you know a couple things that you can do where do you go first so vanessa where do you guys head first um, usually it's cabanas, but this time I headed down to uh, French Quarter uh, Lounge to try to get into a tasting on Castaway Key, but I was unsuccessful. And then we went to cabanas and ate. But <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was the play because we get a navigator when you first get there and it tells you where to go. So if you need to book Paulo um, or different things that you need to do that you maybe couldn't do online. So we went there first. And uh, But again, definitely to go eat because we didn't eat anything in the morning before we left. Lisa? Oh, cabanas. Always cabanas. <laughs> is, it ever, is all of us, do we, I mean, other than Becky, did we all go to cabanas first thing? No. No. Where'd you go? Oh. <laughs> I'm shocked. So Shocker. typically, and Amanda and I actually discussed this prior to, but typically the first thing I'll do, aside from take a few pictures once I get on the boat, because I try to get on as early as I can, um, the first thing I do is go to the sit-down restaurant for lunch. And we've done that in the past. My family doesn't like to. I like to because I like to be waited on. But Exactly. Right? You do right? Start the experience right away. <laughs> well, my last cruise, I went solo. And I had a heavy carry-on bag with me. And cabanas, I thought, would be hard to navigate with that. And, you know, carrying my bag. And all, I was concerned about that, how crowded it gets. And then I, I walked through cabanas after we went to Triton's and I was really happy we had gone to Triton's because cabanas can be a little bit crazy with so many people there that first day. Mm-hmm. Even without luggage on the very first day, you want to sit down, relax, have yep. somebody bring you over a thing of tea, yep. hand you a menu, you can make your choices. Exactly. I went to Tiana's place. It was perfect. Oh, I want unlimited crab legs. <laughs> no, a woman I, with I, a plan. I'll also add just a as an aside that one of our very first stops is also usually um, senses the spa because we love getting access to the rainforest room for the entire trip. We'll usually, my husband and I will usually book that for the full trip. So one of our first stops is usually just popping in there to, um, to set that up so that we have access for the rest of the trip. Yeah. It's for me, it's always cabanas. It's sort of like my rite of passage. That's how I feel like the cruise is, uh, is officially starting for me because the first day, you go in, you get settled into your stateroom, and we'll talk a little bit about staterooms in a second. But the one thing, you know, you have to do your um, your lifeboat drill um, always on the first day as you yeah. as you leave port. Uh, it seemed like we left port a little bit later than maybe maybe a couple hours later than we were supposed to, which is fine because the party goes on. And and for me, I don't remember. This is the first time I've ever seen. It used to be the sail away party, but on the magic and the wonder, it's the sail away party, which is a slightly different party than if you've been on the cruises before. The sail away 
the Fab Five come out. I don't know why, like, I dug this one so very much. Uh, maybe because I'd seen the other ones before. I like the choice of the music. The, they have these giant Mickey hands, and then you, they were also selling, uh, like, the big Mickey hands. A lot of people in the crowd had Mickey hands as well. Maybe just because I was excited because I had just left Cabanas and we were taking out of port. <laughs> but I but I really dig the uh, the Sail Away party. We, I think we all met up on Deck 10 port side uh, just to sort of... <laughs> get a view and when i said port side some people went oh the side that the (laughs) port is on no no i meant the side like the port side of the ship they were people who hadn't cruised before they didn't know any better (laughs) but but that just was a notation for next time to remember that not the actual port port side but the port side (laughs) still laugh about that (laughs) <laughs> um, so just very quickly, um, talking about cabins because there's a there's a wide oh, variety. Yes. If you've never cruised on Disney Cruise Line before, there are a wide variety of stateroom options, and it can almost be overwhelming because there's everything from inside staterooms to you know very 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 large Becky suites that you can cruise <laughs> in. Uh, and I think sometimes there's even you know there's advantages to to choosing one versus the other um how many you guys can even show hands how many had inside staterooms okay so amanda and chris had inside staterooms lisa vanessa becky had i had had a porthole a porthole and then did you have either uh, a balcony or porthole lisa a porthole okay and then becky had the entire side of the ship but no um, (laughs) don't tell me that i did not have the entire and i didn't even have the biggest suite okay (laughs) oh my can somebody really we'll be we'll be doing that gofundme for becky so she can get the inside (laughs) but i think it really depends on how you cruise and they don't um forgive me they don't do the virtual portholes in no. this one, no. right? It's only the no, dream no. and the That's fantasy. That's the bigger boats, right. yeah. Have the, the, right. the virtual portholes. Um, but there was a bridge view on TV that we turned on a lot. <laughs> we did, absolutely, <laughs> when we were in the room. Well, and we'll talk about how much time you actually spend yeah. in your cabin as well. I mean, I think different people cruise differently. This was a seven-day cruise, so maybe you might have found that you're spending more time just sort of relaxing. One thing I will say that, they, that I noticed that they updated that I really, really like is the interface for the TV now matches the interface that you'll find at Walt Disney World Resorts, sort of when you have that screen with the, uh, here it's it's the, the cruise ship and sort of the, the, the moving water and then the menu on the bottom of watching live TV, on-demand, cruise information, a number of different, very, very easy to navigate and to get information. And speaking of navigating, I think the combination of what's available on your TV in terms of daily information, not just what they do on sort of the the morning shows, but information that's accessible there, and the Disney Cruise Line app, which you may have noticed the day we got off was updated, and now they have a newer version, which even uh, a much cleaner tab-based interface, really, really simple to use, and so that's why they don't put paper navigators on your in your stateroom anymore because they really want you to use um, the app not just to communicate but really to see what the itinerary is, get any information and updates that you need. And I think from a technology perspective, the the TV and the app um, are really, really, really well done. 
Yeah, I found right. myself using the app all the time after that 100%. first morning of waking up and going, hey, where's my navigator so I can see where I'm supposed to be at two o'clock or, or whatever went through my mind. It, I had to remind myself that, oh, yeah, we're trying to save a tree here. Let's <laughs> look at the app. And by the time I got that in, in my brain, I just found myself, um, OK, well, I guess we, what, what's happening today? Just pulling up the uh, pulling it up on the phone and looking the, the, at all the activities that were going on. It was really convenient. I had it in my pocket all the time, so I wasn't running around going, oh, no, I left my navigator in the in the stateroom. So I thought that was brilliant and a nice change. Yeah, yeah I, Gina, love, I, I loved okay. having the app. I loved like on, on port days, like right at the top of your screen was the disembarkation and um, uh, time and the time that you mm-hmm. needed to be back on the ship. And then I love that, you know, each day you can just sort of favorite your, you know, the activities that you want to do. And then not only is it there for you for easy access, but then also a notification will pop up on your phone, um, you know, 15 or whatever it was minutes prior to the activity happening, reminding you of it. So I would just sort of in the morning or the night before go through the various activities and heart the ones that interested me or my kids. um, And then I knew I would get the reminder throughout the day. The push notifications are really nice. It's a really nice addition. As long as you have the app open, though, you have to have the app open. Yeah. Yeah, and then- but I still went and got my paper navigators. I have them <laughs> sitting right here with me as my little souvenir <laughs> because they are nice to kind of be able to scan a different way than you can on the app and look and see what overlaps or further out. I guess I'm old school on the navigators, but again, I like them as a souvenir. So, well, and it's funny because I talked to Amanda about this because the last time I sailed prior to this cruise, the app didn't exist. That wasn't a thing that Disney had. So it was always paper navigators. So I mm-hmm. told Amanda in the beginning, I thought I was going to be the person that went to guest <laughs> services every day to get the paper navigator. But after day one, because the reminder showed up on my watch and it would just tell me, this is what you favorited. This happens in 15 minutes in this place. I found that I didn't have a need for the navigator to circle all of the things that I wanted. So I definitely, absolutely prefer the app now. And I also really enjoy the onboard chat feature. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we do that with either one person or a group chat. Um, we that just we used that a lot. We did use that quite a bit. So <laughs> I think that's a great feature and all the fun Disney emojis that are along with it. <laughs> yeah. And I like being able to to text home to having left my girls. It was nice new feature that just came out in the last probably six months that you could do iMessage back home. You couldn't send pictures or anything, but I was able yeah. to make sure they were okay. One morning I had to get up really early and make sure somebody was awake. And <laughs> you know, it, it was a comfort to me to be able to do that through their Wi-Fi and everything through the app. So it was a good feature to have. Yeah. I always had this, um, this, and initially this I, I was somewhat reticent when when the app came and I'm like, oh no, because for a long time a cruise was the only place that you could go to and you just had to take your phone, you were forced to disconnect. Just put mm-hmm. the phone in the safe and forget about it. And mm-hmm. you guys are too young to remember this. There was a time when you <laughs> couldn't get Wi-Fi on board. So really, yeah. like if I'll tell ages ago when I cruised, like if you wanted to call your girlfriend back home, you had to go to the radio room and they had to make the call for you and connect. Whatever. I was a stupid young kid. And by young kid, I was like, uh, what did whatever. that cost? Wow. <laughs> yeah, don't ask. Let's not have that conversation now. However, the uh, the wave phones, which Disney introduced a number of years ago, 
were fine. They were a little clunky because you had to do the, you know, the ABC one, two, three in order to texting. So it was it was a little cumbersome. And as much as I almost didn't like having to have the the phone in my hand because the temptation to get online was there. Now I agree with you. The the chat feature works wonderfully. Uh, but it's a great way, especially if you have kids on board, to make sure you can stay in touch with each other. And I do love the push notifications as well. And even, even though we were weren't able to use the update on board, I did have it up. Um, I, I did download it right before I left, so I could play around with it a little bit. And I even like the interface a little bit more. Um, and it, so it continues to to improve. Um, and a really really nice addition. I don't think anybody really was carrying much of the the wave phones. Um, no, no. Becky, I think, was the only one that I saw right. throughout the whole cruise that had one, but she had to have it. To right? talk to the crew, right. Yeah, that's the only way the crew can. They have this wonderful app, and the crew <laughs> couldn't um, contact me through the chat on the app, but that's the only reason I had to carry the wave phone, which is so difficult in comparison. Yeah, which I, I assume at some point will be completely phased out mm-hmm. sooner rather right. than. They're just uh, plugged in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Uh, so let's sort of let's let's go through a little bit um, and I'm sort of deciding if we want to go sort of chronologically or just sort of, you know, tackling some of the big things, because one of the things I loved about this itinerary was the itinerary. And what I mean by that is yeah. having the seven day cruise and three ports afforded you a sea day at the beginning and not one, but two sea day where you're all nodding your heads. Yes. Two sea <laughs> days at the end was so, so very nice. Um so maybe a, a way that we can do it is, you know, because we have these three sea days, maybe we'll sort of talk about things that we did on board and then we can sort of hit the ports individually. Um, you know, because sea days is all about onboard activities, spa day, dining and dining. It, that's really all I did. <laughs> dining dining is my spa. Really, Cabanas is, is my spa. Um, so what did you guys have planned on your your sea days what sort of activities if anything did you have planned or what did you find and and what did you do during the day at sea trivia 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 trivia. it was like the trivia cruise everybody had to go to whatever trivia was going on it kind of makes sense i mean that's really really where this all began right it started with the walt disney world trivia book so you Uh. you guys make me proud And there were I, so many people at Trivia, too. I was yeah. amazed how packed it was. Usually there's hardly anybody there, but the adult ones were really fun and full. Yes. Yeah, so again, I just want to very quickly say, for those who have not cruised before, one thing I think Disney does really well is have a wide variety of activities that are available for adults, for kids, and for families. And by having the... Small World Nursery, Oceaneers Club, Oceaneers Lab, Vibe and Edge, which each um, are for a particular age group from toddlers to teens to young adults. What happens a lot for families, and maybe Lisa, you can touch on this too, is when you get on board, you pre-register, you can check your kids into the clubs. We find that the kids want to spend a lot of times in the clubs because they have specific activities geared to them. A lot of times the kids won't come out except maybe to see you at dinner and the shows at night. <laughs> so they have a great selection of everything from, I think a, so a few of you mentioned there's wine tastings and mixology classes to spa things to trivia contests. Uh, so there's a huge selection. You can do as much or as little as you want 
once you get on board. So, Lisa, how do your, your how old are your kids, and what was just very quickly their kids club experience like? Yeah, so I have two boys, um, and they're nine and seven now. And this was really cool because when we went to Alaska, it was a couple of years ago. And especially for my younger son, I think the idea of being away from us for any stretch of time was still a little bit hard for him. So this was the first cruise on Disney where they were able to really kind of embrace the whole kids club thing together um, completely. So one of the things that I think is really interesting about Disney cruises is that you, know, you think of it as this you know amazing family cruise line. But it's also a really amazing couples cruise line for families sailing together because they have so much going on for the kids. I mean, there were days, and I think we've talked about this, some of us, there were days where you would kind of go through the app and it was like, <laughs> even like 11 o'clock at night, like all the stuff you're seeing is like for the kids. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I got a lot of time with my kids, but my kids also had a lot of time on their own um, in the Oceaneers Club and Lab. So, you know, they would usually kind of have breakfast with us in the morning and then kind of pop over to the Oceaneers Club together. And there would be days that, you know, we would kind of be in and out all day. But there were a lot of days, too, where they would hang out there for, you know, the whole day. And then we'd just kind of pick them up and make them go to dinner with us, (laughs) Um, which made for, you know, a really cool, you know, cruise for the grownups. So, yeah, I think, you know, there's a ton of stuff to do for the kids. You never have to worry that you're neglecting them um, if you're having adult time because you know that they're happy and well taken care of. The app is wonderful because the kids club can get in touch with you if there's anything wrong or if they want to get picked up. So you know that you'll know right away if they need you. Um, and then we had time to sort of do all the fun things that, you know, we've all been talking about, like the trivia <laughs> and the bingo. And it was so funny because I feel like this like crazy, like, community would develop, whether it was at Crown and Finn doing trivia or um, obviously playing bingo, we'll talk about, I'm sure. Um, But all these like fun activities that like little communities developed around and we would get there. um, Like even at bingo, I think like there were these, I don't know, like we were all like chanting together and we had, it it was like this lingo that developed throughout the course of the cruise um, through like the trivia and bingo and other things, because we all went to all of them so much together. And there were these huge communities that grew over time. And I think by the end, like you couldn't get a seat at crown and Finn for trivia. (laughs) No, no. It was pretty early. It was, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, it was so funny. So yeah. So that's, you know, I can speak forever about how amazing the Disney cruises are for kids. But I think like, that's the big thing. It's, like a great family cruise line, but at the same time, it's a really great adult cruise line if you're sailing with children. Yeah, and they do a right. really good job of looking at the the load factor and how many adults they have on board versus how many kids they have on board. They they tailor those activities to the um, to the people who are sailing on that particular cruise too. So if you have one of those sailings, like we kind of did, that had mm-hmm. more adults than than they typically sail with kids because it's it's you know kids are in school at least yeah. most kids are in school <laughs> i'm staring at lou and lisa <laughs> <laughs> so they had more adults so they they kind of skewed a little bit so that some of those uh trivia games were adult trivia games in and in, in crown and finn so i think they do a really good job of looking at each individual sailing and cater to um who's going to be on board mm-hmm and, and to be clear, when we say adult, um, it, it's almost a bit of uh, adults, a bit of a misnomer. It's 18 right. and up because 
when you say adult, there's nothing blue or adult oriented about any of these things, which right. <laughs> I will tell you, I took my son Nicholas on board. Uh, unfortunately, Deanna and my daughter couldn't come because of a, of a school commitment. And there was no way I was leaving her home by herself. However, <laughs> so my son is 14 and my kids have always been ones that wanted to spend time with us which i love right i you know they spent when they were younger they would go to the kids club but i think they always felt that they were missing things maybe they're a little bit more mature so they always wanted to participate and my son was so frustrated because he wanted to do trivia and couldn't not because it was anything you know adult going on just because the age was 18 and up although they did have some games and scavenger hunts that we played at d lounge or in the french quarter lounge that we were able to do together so i i get it i was explaining to him like look it's not to exclude you it's because in disney's mind there's so many fun things going on for kids they wouldn't think that you'd want to go and hang right. out with uh with your parents but he did and we did we did a lot of the family stuff too i know some of you guys participated with us we did um there was like an in-room scavenger hunt. There was something new that they did this year in French Quarter Lounge, which was a scavenger hunt that took us through the entire ship and going back for clues and texting so one fun. another. Lot of It was really a lot of fun. Um, and I think, did one of you guys win one of the Oh, no, didn't you? Well, Amanda, you won trivia a bunch of... Four, Four times. Four times. <laughs> with, a help, with a lot of help. With a lot of help. I'm so proud. Yeah, of you. I love the trivia. But I, I also love being outside. I love the adult pool area. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it better on The Wonder than I did the Dream and Fantasy, how it's set up. It seems a more like intimate. A, yeah. yeah, but it feels almost like a larger pool area itself, the way it's structured with the two hot tubs on either side, kind of eat real easy to get into. Um, and I, I just really enjoy how that was set up and um, love the spa. And as Lisa said, even the last day in the spa, there were uh, Lisa, myself and, and Carrie, another in the group. And we kind of took over the rainforest room <laughs> and, and had a great time quietly, but enjoyable, relaxing time. Um, I, I can't say enough about the spa. I had a wonderful massage. I won a scalp massage playing bingo and had a fantastic experience at the, at the spa. Yeah, and just very quickly, again, for those who maybe have not been on the Wonder or any of the ships before, there there is an adults-only section on Deck 3, which has a, a few different lounges. So in the adult section, there's the Crown and Fin Pub, which is sort of this you know proper English-type pub. There's the um, Cadillac Lounge, which is... Super cool, man. It looks like, you know, a a 56 Cadillac that just sort of came off um, Route 66, which is what this area used to be at one point. Um, They have a piano bar in there. Great place for some live music. Azure is sort of the larger venue, nightclub, um, comedy shows sometimes in there as well. Has this really cool Nautilus type jellyfish thing going on in there there's also d lounge which is a family lounge uh there's some other lounges up on deck as well and then there's also what used to be the promenade lounge which was always one of my favorite locations i guess we should talk about it here the french quarter lounge on deck three far and away my favorite venue possibly on any of the ships um it it takes over a large portion of the uh port starboard side of the ship and it's an open air lounge themed 
to the French Quarter, so it's an authentic trolley car. And if you looked very carefully, the number on the trolley car is the same number from the opening sequence of Princess and the Frog. There's also Dr. Facilier's voodoo room, and there's some cool Dr. Facilier's. I mean, it's just so well decorated and appointed from theming from Princess and the Frog to, you know, old-style, you know, French Quarter, jazz, New Orleans. And there's everything in there from family games to arts and crafts. I think almost, if not every single day, we spent a little bit of time in there, if not playing a game, listening to the incredibly talented, and oh, forgive me that I don't remember the names, the, the incredibly talented um, husband and wife duo that sang everything from jazz to Motown, like 50s and everything yeah. in between. It was just such a cool place, and kids can go there too. So it was a cool place just to relax before dinner, after dinner, during the day. I love, 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 love French Quarter Lounge. I think it might have been Soulful Duo. Is that what it is? Soulful, something like that. They were yeah. There was a Midtown Duo too. I really loved all of the detail in that lounge. They did such a great job of between the beads that were you know over some of the. Um, the the decorative pieces up in the top near the ceiling to the the voodoo pieces to the art to everything just screamed the theme without getting in the way and Mm -hmm. if this is the direction that they're going to go with their next um, uh, ships that that are rolling out I am completely excited about that because just that one space was so well done from the bottom to the top from the furniture to the paint to the decor to to the coasters like i was gonna say the the coasters yeah Yeah. all are collectibles (laughs) yes there may be there may be a giveaway coming at some point like (laughs) (laughs) and and um the, the offerings all of the uh the beverages were themed everything was down to um, the the smallest detail to the coasters. I, I really love right. it. Yeah, and it's, well, and it, it's actually the space that leads into Tiana's. Right. So right, it right. kind of expanded that theming out, you know, into the open space before it. And yeah, we were there. I mean, we were there every day for a lot of time, whether it was just listening to that couple sing. They were so much fun. She was so engaging with the audience, getting people like up and dancing and singing with her um, or, or hiding behind a menu so that she wouldn't make you sing with her, <laughs> uh, if you're not my husband. <laughs> um, yeah. And like, the, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful space. Um, you know, from, you know, Instagrammable walls to the trolley car <laughs> to the, you know, the coasters that were, you know, playing cards that we were collecting the whole time. Um, yeah, I would, I would love to see more of that, you know, very immersive theming extend, extend to the rest of the, the ships. Right. And yeah. what I like, they they really expanded the area by taking out the little kids' play area that was walled mm-hmm. off. The connect at sea is not there anymore. And then also they moved the seats out of the walkway that were near the portholes. They put them now next to the lounge so that you can actually walk through. Even if something's happening there, people aren't in your way and you're trying to say, excuse me, excuse me, trying to get to maybe Tiana's or something. Mm-hmm. They just really renovated the whole place really nice and made it more accessible to just everybody. Um, and again, I love the detail that Becky and everybody was talking about. 
the more you look, the more you saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the thing. As you walked around, like even just the newspaper that was on the wall, yeah. um, even little things like just, uh, you know, a couple of little masks above the bar from New Orleans. And it just, I found myself on certain days, even just heading up there after breakfast while people were, you know, getting off on NASA day or whatever day it was, just going up there with my laptop to do some work and just sit in the lounge. Even when music wasn't playing, it was just, it's, it's a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think the ship, you know, look, we, we can do an entire show just about the ship as a whole, right? Because I think there are so many wonderful little places. Look, one of my other favorite places to go is Cove Cafe, um, which is, it's in the adults only section, much to the chagrin of my son who like <laughs> loves the matcha green tea. So I would sneak him in every so often, but it's an adults only coffee and wine bar. There's a full actually bar menu there as well as it. Pro tip, they have some wonderful little snacks and noshes you can yes. get there throughout the day. And they're in a case, so people think, like, you can't have them or you have to pay for them. They're free. They're delicious. Um, so we would go there and get, like, a matcha green tea every day. Um, and there's other, you know, little uh, – there's there's a, there's uh, preludes lounges there as well. I'm trying to remember um, – yeah, so it doesn't have it doesn't have the other lounge, the, the other little coffee yeah. area on deck four. But I prefer the small, I so the the classic ships, right? The legacy ships, the the magic mm-hmm. and the wonder. I prefer the smaller ships a little bit. Uh, I, there's something a little bit more quaint and intimate about them. The magic has been my favorite ship, man. The French Quarter Lounge I love so much. It's really inching the wonder up little by little by little, um, because like you said, the the combination of the French Quarter Lounge. And Tiana's uh, really makes for an, a wonderful space on that side of the ship. Um, maybe, I mean, since you guys keep bringing it up, maybe dining is a thing we should talk about. Um, I know this is really not your thing. Uh, again, if you've never cruised on Disney, there is a dining rotation. There are three main restaurants. In addition to the Cabana's Buffet, which you can go to uh, any night for dinner, there is uh, Tiana's Place. Animator's Palette and Tritons. And based on what is on your key card, you will rotate through. Thanks to our friends over at MAI and Mouse Fan Travel, we have what I think was the perfect dining rotation. It really um, absolutely. Because yeah, of yeah. when we started, when we finished, because every night is themed differently. And I don't just mean, you know, Pirate Night, but Animator's Palette has a show Tiana's place has different shows. There's a, a, um, a, a Mardi Gras night as well. So we were able to rotate through all of them twice. Um, uh, obviously one, uh, a third time because it was uh, a seven night cruise. Um, if I had to just quickly rank them in order, um, Tiana's place far and away is my favorite. And it's not to take anything away from the others. Cause I do love the, some of the, the, interactive elements of animators palette but the decor the menus and the live jazz trio every night during dinner made tiana's my favorite restaurant of the entire cruise what about for you guys i love tiana's place uh but i actually really loved animators palette and i'm not going to give spoilers in case anyone hasn't experienced (laughs) it but i preferred this animators palette to the larger ships and the first night, especially, just everyone looked around, right. was dabbing their eyes. <laughs> it was just really, really amazing. And the second night, too, was uh, absolutely fun and beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to give my edge a little bit to Animator's Palette. 
Yeah, Animator's Palette for me is far and away my favorite. I love Tiana's too. And I love that we had our first night at Tiana's because it was a great segue from being in New Orleans. It was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, I I guess we don't want to do spoilers. Um, but <laughs> you can spoil but, a little but, bit. Uh, I mean, it, Animator's Palette is just such an amazing, interactive, like all-encompassing Disney experience yeah. to me. Um, I love the way that the wait staff is integrated into the dining um, and entertainment experience there. Um, I love how, especially on the last night, um, the, you know, the, the people who are dining there are integrated into the experience um, with their own art. Um, mm-hmm. I'll spoil it anymore, but you can go on YouTube if you're curious. Um, but yeah, I just, I, for, for me, it's animators palette. I, I think, um, you know, the food is phenomenal at all three of the restaurants. So I guess it's probably more about the experience than anything else. And for me, yeah, Animator's Palette takes the cake. Yeah, I'm 100% with Lisa, I think. And Amanda can attest to this because obviously we were at the same table. I went out of my way to ask to make sure that the experience on the last night at Animator's Palette would be the experience on the last night. (laughs) uh, Because on some of the shorter cruises, it is not on the smaller boats. Um, it is by far one of my favorite things. And, and I think Lisa's right. Like because the menu changes every night, the food changes every night. And certainly if there's something you don't enjoy, you can get something else, but it's not so much about the food. It's about the experience you have while you're there eating that food and what's going on around you that makes it sort of the best thing. And it would absolutely have to be my favorite one if I had to pick between the three. But that's what I enjoyed, um, Tritons this time because it was our formal night and it's a more formal venue. So I felt, oh, you know, there's not a lot of entertainment going on, but you're all dressed up and you just felt a little regal sitting there ordering <laughs> your escargot or whatever you were ordering. <laughs> and, uh, <you> know. <laughs> um, but that, again, I think was how our rotation worked and it was just perfect that yeah. we ended up there on formal night and not a different night where something else would have been going on. Well, yeah, I do like animators too. Right, because not only does the menu change and the theme change and there's a pirate night, but you can, and, and one thing I noticed on this cruise too, and Becky, I think we even commented, a lot of people really took advantage of formal night. Like there was some very, very formal dress. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. You're not going to be looked at funny if you walk in. You know, I didn't. I did not dress up formally. I was in, you know, jeans and a, and a shirt every day uh, every night for for dinner but you can if you want to and i think that's one thing that disney cruise line really affords you the opportunity to do is cruise in the way that you are most comfortable doing you want to get look there is something I, I i agree with about dressing for dinner that's so nice i just didn't have occasion to do it on this one you can dress up for pirate night if you want to if you don't that's cool they give you a bandana you can take it and, and do whatever you want we had people in our group that went all out and were in full <laughs> custom costumes. They had costumes okay. made specifically for, for pirate night. And I think that's what, what the beauty of some of the rota- rotational dining uh, allows you to do as well. See, and that's the the beauty of cruising to begin with is that you can do as much or as little as you want. You can, sure. you can participate. You can sit on the, the sidelines and watch everybody else. It's totally your vacation. You can make it what you'd like to, which also uh, leans into the group experience too, because one of the reasons why I really love traveling with a group 
Is it maybe you and your spouse? It's great to go on these more romantic cruises together, but my husband likes the things like zip lining and skydiving and these things that I'm not going to touch with a 10 foot pole, but somebody else in the group might. So you do have people that you can always have some sort of activity with and, uh, and do as much or as little on these cruise experiences as you want. Yeah. And I, I just want to, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I absolutely loved going with the group and going into cabanas by myself. And I didn't finish many meals by myself because at some point someone there, <laughs> you know, found each other and sat and talked. And I'm sure we'll go into more of the group activities, but in a heartbeat, I would do a group cruise again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I want to talk about what we did uh, collectively as a group, but one thing I wanted to touch on as long as we were talking about dining um, and, and even, I was gonna, I was going to mention when we talked about the lounge, the staff and the crew on board. Um, I think is exceptional, and and it's it's like a bigger version of the Jungle Cruise. Like your 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 skipper can make or break your Jungle Cruise. Your crew can make or break your cruise. Right. I love the fact that through the rotational dining, your server and there's an assistant server follow you throughout they get to know you very quickly on the first night what you like to drink what you like to eat you know usually you'll find the beverage you ordered the first night will probably be there for you on the second night i thought the staff at the french quarter lounge was incredibly pleasant and helpful obviously our stateroom attendants same thing um they really sort of get to know you um and and our stateroom attendant was was wonderful we spent a lot of time actually chatting one day in in the hallway um just very quickly, your crew member experience, whether it's dining rotation, stateroom attendant, anybody else that you encountered along the way, anything that was re- remarkable or memorable for you? I think the, consi- the consistency of the interactions throughout, like that, that you were consistently dealing with often the same um, crew member for different activities really made the different activities very special. I mean, it's almost obvious that that goes for your meal experience because that's sort of a common experience on Disney cruises and other cruises that your, you know, waiter and and the people that are helping them out become a very big part of your cruise experience. The thing that was so unique for me, I think about this cruise was that some of the activities that we were doing together on a regular basis, we were consistently having the same crew members. So I think we all know Dino very well. Dino, I was going to say Dino. Here's my choice. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, 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 you know, we're all laughing, but he, he ran all of the trivia. Um, and we got to know him very well in the way that he pronounced certain words. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> tree. <laughs> tree. 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 Yeah. yeah. Like he was, he just became such a big part of our cruise experience. And I think, you know, while I had such a good time doing the trivia, I think the fact that I was consistently hearing him and anticipating what he was going to do, <laughs> how well he was sort of interacting with us made mm-hmm. trivia what it was on this cruise. And I think the same thing for bingo and the sort of antics that the, the cruise staff were doing up on the stage while we were, you know, doing the, the, the bingo with the chants and the different songs and um, that, that got us going. Um, I think it was just, it was such a big part of what made this cruise so special. And even small things like when we were waiting to um, leave the theater to go on excursions in Key West and the cast members started telling just the corniest jokes, but they Jenny were with the dad <laughs> jokes. Yes. Uh, she was hilarious. And, and it, it, we saw her at bingo and there and other places. And it just it, chance to get to know them better, speak with them. And 
also at the bars. I frequented the bars a little bit. Um, <laughs> Diana Cadillac Lounge was excellent. And we had uh, the same server other times at Cadillac Lounge. And they were all just so warm and welcoming. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of the things that I love about Disney. People keep asking me, why you keep going back on a Disney cruise? And and really it is. It's the staff that you end up with. It's the staff that you end up meeting. I'm still friends with the very first cruise that I ever had. She wasn't part of my dining rotation, but I wandered in to have lunch at one of the sit-down restaurants one day. It happened to be on my birthday. Um, and the assistant server came over and got chatting with me. Uh, gave me some stuff to take back to my room, carried it back to my room with me. We've been friends on Facebook ever since. She lives in South Africa. She's invited me to visit her. Like the the friendships you form, the people you meet, the conversations you have, they're just, their staff is phenomenal. You know, we were talking about um, uh, cruising as a group. And I, that's one of the things I wanted to sort of save and sort of talk about on its own. Again, uh, Vanessa, I know you've cruised with us before. Lisa's cruised with us before. Uh, Amanda and Crystal, this is the first time you cruised with us as a WW Radio group, correct? I believe so, because the last cruise I was on, I don't know if it was your WDW one um, or if you guys were a part of way back in the day, one of those other larger groups that all sailed together with Deb and everybody else. Um, So, yeah, I think this was the first individual WDW one. Yeah, and so Becky and I, we've been doing these cruises, Becky, God, I don't even know how many years it's been, it's more than a decade um, <laughs> that we've been doing it. And it's funny because a few of you have said it, and, and many people said it to me as we were there on the last day, like, oh, I couldn't, have, now I, I was scared to cruise with quote unquote strangers. Now I couldn't imagine not cruising with friends. And that's one of the things yeah. that we always try and do is create this this balance of activities that people again can participate in you choose the things that you want to do but it's so it's look like like meets in the month and other special events that we do it's it's so wonderful for me to be able to watch these friendships and the dynamics form and we really try and do a thing a lot of different things to encourage that without overwhelming the itinerary because there is so much that the cruise has to offer. I mean, even one of the things we do is we have a welcome aboard. Um, uh, we sort of take over Azure and that's our welcome aboard center where you can come in, you get your credentials. There's a really cool lanyard and schedule and ID tag and all these things that you, that you get because it's, it's so neat to be able to walk around the ship and see Somebody who might be a stranger, but yeah. wearing that lanyard and the tag, knowing that you're part of the community and part of the family. Um, and I think that that helps to start conversations and create friendships as well. And I see a lot of you guys are are nodding your heads in agreement. Yeah. The number of times I got in the elevator and some person who I had <laughs> never met had a lanyard on that said WDW and we just got chatting and both ended up somewhere we hadn't planned on being because we got too busy chatting. Like that you just... The size of the group, I think, was fantastic. You had the ability to almost meet everybody who came to the events, to get to know people. It was, yeah, absolutely fabulous. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love being on the smaller ships with the group, because we're such a large percentage, you know, (laughs) the the population of the (laughs) cruise. And one of the other things that was really cool about this cruise was that you guys had that um, card. Oh, I loved mm-hmm. the card. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah. Logo on it, and then on the back had all the activities, which was great for reference. But yeah. also, it was really great, like for. <laughs> and a lot of times, I'd get in the elevator, and somebody who wasn't with us 
would see that and be like, oh, how do I get one of those? I know. <laughs> I, had, I had like 20 extras. I could have sold those and been <laughs> It just made for a great conversation. It was a really great way to kind of spread the love and maybe yeah. get people interested in cruising with us who yeah. you know, were not privy to radio before that. And one thing I liked about going with the group is because this was my third time, there were a lot of repeat members from other cruises. So I got to, you know, maybe do the 5k with some of them or, you know, sit and chat somewhere and visit versus just talking on Facebook or messenger with each other. You know, we were reconnected uh, through the group and cruising together. And I formed a lot of nice friendships that way and have, you know, further met other people um, through them. Uh, I probably knew half of the group before we even sailed. So that's what I love about this whole community. It just brought us right back together and doing something we love cruising with Disney and Lou and Becky and everybody. So definitely the groups are a great experience. And I only knew a, a few people, but um, great, great job on the dining selection because yes. shout out to table 20. <laughs> table 20. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a wonderful, wonderful experience. The first night I sat down, I just knew in talking with everyone that it was going to be just so much fun. And we ended up just hanging out together any chance that we had. A lot. Yeah. yeah our table did that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. 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 And meeting just so many other people from all over that now I want to cruise with all of them again. <laughs> well, we we try and even um, we try and create that community feel even before the cruise started, right? So we have the Facebook group and and you know getting people to talk and ask questions. I know, and I and I'm not singling you out, but I know Vanessa, you posted a lot in the the group, helpful hints and tips and blog yep, posts that you is. have written <laughs> yep. over the years, which That's I know great. a lot of people appreciate, especially who had never cruised before, because yeah. it allayed some of those fears and answered a lot of those questions that people had sort of individually or even sort of collective things that people might not have thought about ahead of time and right. probably wouldn't have found had you not posted them in the group. Yeah. Well, they were fun. They're more fun than packing at a certain point. Like, oh, I better get busy. It's like Tuesday and I leave tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But I have many more tips I can for, you know, anything we ever do again that I just love helping people get acquainted with the ships and know what to do. Um, and, you know, even just going right down to like room service or calling them and having stuff. A lot of people didn't know you could do that. Um, so just little helpful things was fun to think of for everybody. Yeah, if you don't order, as a quick aside, if you don't order nope. room service, you're doing it wrong. Because the chicken wings and the mac and cheese yeah. are the stuff of legends. And the cookies. And the cookies. <laughs> my One of my son's favorite things to do is just order mac and cheese from room service. Um, but Becky, yeah, we, have a, we do a number of other uh, activities and events. So we also have a fish extender exchange, which is mm -hmm. optional, where um, Mouse Fan Travel provides what's called a fish extender. And if you've never cruised before on the outside of your stateroom door is this metal fish, which actually operates <laughs> like a little spring because sometimes Disney will post um, little notes or letters or reminders there. But what we have done and what a lot of people do is you can hang everything from a bag to, you know, one of those sort of um, hanging like toiletry things and you can put in little gifts so we create this fish extender exchange where you can sign up for optionally and then you're supposed to only once some people did it every day put in a little <laughs> gift for people on your list again I, I love participating in this one because i love seeing the gifts that you exchange with each other and i'm 
fascinated by just how smart and fun and creative so many of you guys get with the gifts that you give uh, and some really interesting ones that that we get uh, as well. Did you all do Fish Extender Exchange? Yes. Yes. Yep. So did you do um, one gift? You did one gift for everybody or did you do multiple gifts throughout you're supposed to only do one but again i we would my the one of the most fun things to do is come back to your room after being <laughs> out on deck or after dinner or being out late at night and the first thing you do is run over and you don't even go like go right yep. to your door you go right yeah. to your fish extender bag <laughs> and then so throw it true. on the bed to see what it is <laughs> that's right it's like, it's like a christmas stocking it's that, that <laughs> yeah, excitement yeah. of oh my it gosh is. there's something in the bag and then you gotta open it up and check it out it gets really cool well and, and we had a lot of mardi gras themed items in ours which was fun being that it was part of the Tiana whole thing and sailing out of New Orleans. Yeah, I think the cruise kind of segued from Mardi Gras to Valentine's Day and it was yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, got Valentine's yeah. People work that theming into the fish extenders. I know like yeah. for the kids, it's super fun for them to see what um what we come back to each day. And so many of you guys were so creative and thoughtful mm-hmm. with the things yes. that were in the bags. I know it was a lot of fun for, for us and for my boys as well. I always well, felt just, bad because I would see somebody like at dinner and they would go, oh, did you enjoy the, you know, Spider-Man bag? And I'm like, yes, but I didn't know it was from you because my son grabs them and takes them and throws them <laughs> on the bed and separates the <laughs> gift from the tag. So I don't know who gave what, but thank you. <laughs> That's half the fun. Like, even when you're not a kid, like... I have always done fish extenders because I'm lucky I have a mother who knew about all of these things before I started sailing. Um, And so I've always done it on my Disney cruises and you leave the room for even five or 10 minutes and you come back (laughs) and there's something else there waiting for you. And you're like, Oh my God, what is it? Oh my God. It's like Christmas, like Mm 1600 times a day. Yep. We also did an optional door decorating contest, which is always fun. It makes me, it's also a little hurtful because it makes me realize just how (laughs) non-creative I really am. Some of the doors have magnets and photo galleries and lights and like interactive kind of stuff going on. You know, if I put a magnet on, that's the that's the extent of the door decorating <laughs> contest. Um, and this year's winner, again, repeat cruisers who have done it before um, the Brookovers came. And they knew how to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Bribery works. Uh, and bribery they so Becky now we all know for next time. <laughs> it's not why they won. To be clear, it was the lights and it was the, the New Orleans theming. But uh, the the day that the door decorating contest judging was going, Becky is texting me frankly, like, you need to come and see this door. I'm like, I've seen it already. She's like, no, no, no. You need to come see it right now because hanging on the door were two envelopes that said bribes for Becky, bribes for Lou. <laughs> so, And they were custom magnets. Love they were it. New Orleans, like, um, you know, Rue de Mangello, Rue de Mankin. Uh, custom mm-hmm. magnets that they had made. It was so. very cool. It was very sweet of them to do. But but like you said, their door was covered with memories. So they had pictures of themselves on the cruises with us and pictures of us with them on the cruises. And it, it really, it, a lot of the um, New Orleans Mardi Gras theming as well. So it yeah. it was so well done. You know that they put a lot of thought into it um, and, and projecting their personalities and who they were on the door. And I love... Uh, not only the ones that, that participate in the contest, but if you're just walking up and down the hallways, oh, so yeah. many people get into decorating their doors without even entering a contest just because that's part of the fun of being on a Disney cruise. Yeah, yeah it really absolutely. allows your, your personality to uh, to shine. And, and, you know, 
I will tell you, judging the door decorating contest on the smaller ships is so much better. So much easier. <laughs> <laughs> you realize how big the dream and the fantasy are. Ba- years yes. ago, back in 2012, Whew. we had close to 500 people on board and a lot yeah. of people in, in the door. We also remember we did like the flag contest. The door. You realize yeah. just how big the, um, the, the, the ships are when you do that. But uh, we also did one morning we had a... Um, sort of a game morning. I've done everything from Pictionary to Trivia Contest. This year I did something different, which was a movie quotes game, which um, (laughs) I thought was a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys did. Fortunately, I didn't have to do many impressions as I was doing other than my King Candy impression. um, Or the cat, whatever that was. (laughs) I wrote like 130 movie quotes just in case, but people were getting knocked out very, very quickly. Granted, it was also 8 o'clock in the morning, so I understand. Uh, Not everybody was fully caffeinated as well. Um, We did a, a coffee talk one morning at the French Quarter Lounge, which is a lot of fun. Great way to chat with people and do a little informal surveying about yeah which also added my to to do list to becky's to do list to do Um. (laughs) (laughs) that was great and i really appreciated everybody sharing their thoughts and their ideas because it really did help us to target what might the things that might be next and that feedback is so important and it, it was great too just listening to everybody's thoughts on what you wanted to do and what you were interested in doing and it, seeing the excitement of the things that are coming um, I loved that day I like I seeing Becky's face as I start to talk about things that she does not want me to mention. Like literally before we start recording, what did Becky do? Lou, you cannot talk yeah. about this thing. <laughs> well, um, yes. But we also do informal things like ice cream socials on board ship as well as on Castaway Key. One of the things that we started doing a couple of years ago, which I think was just so much fun. Um, I I don't remember Becky if it started because we did like Christmas in July, but we I'm like yeah. let's just do we did like a secret Santa yeah. uh, not a secret like a, a white elephant gift exchange one morning which uh, which was a lot of fun again it was completely optional people again got super creative a little competitive sometimes <laughs> yeah. just with, slightly uh, competitive <laughs> um, but again it's one of those things that. I love watching just the dynamic of the room and the interactions of the people. It's all in fun and it's, you know, everybody has well, a okay, great time the, and sometimes you pull first, a good gift on. too. Yeah, we had like uh, numbers from one to 50 or something and, you know, you get to like 30 and we're still being the nice, happy family around the, the Christmas Day dinner. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's stealing from anybody. It's starting to get a little awkward. I want to create a, some sort of tension somewhere so that someone will steal something and it was it was Sammy who stood up and went and stole yeah. something. And then it was a steel fest and <laughs> I ended up losing my baby Yoda socks, which made me incredibly sad, <laughs> but, but it was so much fun. Again, the creativity of the gifts, um, it, it does not cost a lot of money. Just a, a, something little under, I think what we had uh, under 20 bucks or 20, something was our, yeah. was our set. And just watching everybody eye everybody else's stuff, once they realized it was okay to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and the two steel rule was in effect, thankfully, because we would have been yeah. there all night. Oh uh, gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. The that those um the ornaments that two of them showed up. And so the whole stealing between it was stolen twice so that they couldn't steal it again, so that they stole it from somebody else. And it was so <laughs> that was hilarious the way that worked out. I can't wait to do that again. 
Seriously? Yeah, that's good. We usually do that for every event just because that's a lot of it's. Yeah. it's yeah. Um, but it's not at eight o'clock in the morning. That was really early. <laughs> <laughs> Again, having access to it. events uh, to venues is sometimes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Is sometimes we take what we can get. We take right, what right. we can get. <laughs> Um, we also, ha- I mean, might as well just mention in terms of group events. We also had a a wonderful farewell party. Um, again, thanks to the the generosity of Mouse Fan Travel, uh, and we had a special guest as well. It was Royalty. in Tiana's, mm-hmm. and Tiana showed up. Yay! And of I course. couldn't stop hugging her because she was so nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little awkward, Lou. You wouldn't let go of her there for a while. <laughs> Listen, it's not the first time I've been tased on a ship, so it. it shouldn't. <laughs> but wasn't she, she was so sweet, and I handed mm-hmm. her the microphone, and she was. I I just loved her and how she just embraced the group and you know tried to step away from you slowly, and it was more quickly. It was, <laughs> fine. It was a wonderful visit. It was great, you know, having that opportunity to to say farewell. Um, because after spending seven glorious or six glorious days together at that point, um, it, it was it was kind of a hard thing to do. But at least you have a way, especially going right back around in Tiana's place again. So where we started is where we ended, yeah. and having um, that that little bit more of the New Orleans flair to say goodbye was perfect. And did you all bring your roses home? Yes, I yes. did. Yep. See, romance is not. Out. I figured the next day was Valentine's Day. I was like, how could we not give all of the lazy ladies and a few gentlemen roses? I wouldn't say that they're silk roses. They're more like plastic, but the intent was there, and you didn't have to <laughs> they worry had about thorns. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I mean, I I love having. And is, do you guys find that it was a nice balance of? different activities, things you can choose to do, things you could not choose Absolutely. to do as much, yeah. participate as much well, or as little as you'd like. Yeah. yeah, and we didn't talk about the takeover of the kids' club. I was I just getting to the event. pajama party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> yeah, Adults what has really sort pajamas. of become a, um, a, a signature event, and Becky, I don't know how many years we've been <laughs> doing this now, is we've always been somewhat frustrated in, in a fun, happy way that, you know, there's you can go and visit the kids clubs during open house times where you can go and see exactly what goes on in there. And over the years, the kids clubs have grown and evolved. And now they include like Andy's, depending on what ship you're on, there's Andy's room and a huge slide and Pixie Hollow and Wandering Oaken's Outpost woo-hoo, and Marvel themed <laughs> areas. I'm like, this is not cool, man. Like, why can't yeah. we be in it? And again, thanks to Becky Manka from Miami Fashion. Like we're like, well, what about if we just take over the kids' clubs at midnight? So now yep. we have a pajama party because you can't go be if you're going to be a kid, you got to go all in. So we have a combination pajama party and kids' club takeover. And I will tell you, there is nothing better for me on the cruise than to watch adults. And I put that in air quotes walking around the ship on the way to the adult area in their pajamas, like. Footy yeah. pajamas, onesies. There's this year's <laughs> yeah. a lot of yep. slippers. This year's yeah. theme was anything that's on Disney Plus. So we sort of left it pretty wide open. Again, some people went very. So there we are sitting in Crown and Finn. The poor people <laughs> that are not part of the group are going. Did we miss the memo? Was there something? <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Because there's Avengers, Monsters, Inc., you know, Disney characters, um, all of us sitting in there. And then we go over to the Ocean Years Club and Lab, and the the kids' club activity counselors are there and get to do things 
with us. The things they do with kids, they get to do with us. And again, it's so fun to watch because some people go right in like Amanda, Lisa, I'm looking at you doing the dance dance revolution thing. (laughs) One of you was Sully. The other one was wearing Toy Story stretchy pants. And then some people like are a little bit more reserved, a little bit more laid back. But then like 15 minutes in, they're up playing, you know, some of the different games or doing the interactive Marvel stuff. They're going down the slinky dog slide um, in their pajamas at 1230 at night. Doing crafts. Yeah. I loved watching um, uh, Andrew and Vanessa, though, play that game. (laughs) The the Marvel thing. You guys. I don't know what happened to mine. (laughs) Your your character was contorted in ways I never thought was possible. But it was so much fun watching everybody just go from station to station to station, having a, a great time. And in that Marvel area where they had the um, the decoder puzzle, there's adults oh, like, that were trying. I mean, these are for 10 year olds. They yeah. were attempting to decode <laughs> this thing. And I would see people just throw their hands up in frustration and go dance, it was dance, hard. dance. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or the crafts table. They they have all the stuff out in the crafts table so that everybody can can make their own capes. Um, so there was there's a lot of fun activities that if you just allow yourself to be a ten year old again, there was no um, shortage of of activities to live out that dream. And you couldn't mm-hmm. do it. That's not something you can do any other time. Like. No. Other than being part of the group. And I think that's what the group does. It not only yeah. gives you access to the venue, but your inhibitions and your maturity to a certain degree is left at the door, right? And everybody becomes a kid again. And I know, Becky, you and I sometimes stand off to the side mm-hmm. yeah. and just love to watch the interactions and the reactions of people that kind of forget, you know, that they're adults playing in this kid space. Yeah. And well, that first activity, I, I always tell the counselors when I, I go up and meet with them beforehand and I say, we're just like any other tribe of kids that are that are coming in. You do whatever you would normally do when when it's kids. And they said, we are so prepared for you. You have no idea. So when we go in there and the first thing they have is that that activity to make everybody oh, yeah. do the um, Simon Says thing, which. I was so amazed watching everybody spinning in circles and grabbing paper cups. And it it was such a great icebreaker to get everybody to be comfortable in their surroundings and just be a kid. Yeah, Those counselors were wonderful. And that time went so fast. It felt like we were barely in there a few minutes. It just went by so quickly. But it was so much fun. I just wish Mm -hmm. I had something on a little cooler. And now I need to figure out where to wear my Sully onesie. (laughs) Yeah, flannel and the kids clubs. And when they make you do Simon Says, probably isn't the best combination. (laughs) Yeah, but I always look forward to that. It's so fun. It is. It's a ton of fun. It, can you just imagine what it was like the very first time we did it? Um, I had to go into a meeting and say, yeah, we want to have an adult pajama party and and then go in the kids club. What do you say? <laughs> just, the look on their faces was amazing. But now every year they're 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 ready for us. They keep dreaming up new things to do. And it's it like Lou said, it definitely is a signature and we will continue to do it. And I love watching the counselors like the counselors totally get into it because there's a couple of yeah. times they can they can take these things. And again, when I say make them more adult or mature, I don't mean in a in a blue or or dirty kind of way. But they have so much. Remember a few years ago when we made sl- we made flubber yes. one night, <laughs> you know. So there's all these adults on these teeny tiny little Lumangelo sized chairs making flubber at you know one o'clock in the morning in the kids club. 
And then we left and we found like Belle or something wandering around. And yeah. there we are in the atrium <laughs> in our pajamas. Wow. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's for it those of you who haven't done it before. It might sound weird. I promise you it is some of the most fun. It that is we weird. Have. <laughs> it's weird. It's we... fun. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's absolute fun. Like Becky has a wonderful video of me standing, looking like probably a complete idiot. Oh, yeah. But um, <laughs> I had wanted to try the virtual reality Iron Man helmet and it wasn't working. And so because I couldn't get it to work, one of the counselors came over and she was like, no, 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 I'm going to get it to work. This is something you have to try. And just her enthusiasm about it, no matter how silly I looked, no matter how odd it probably looked from the outside, it was fun. It was fun to try. It was fun to do. It was fun to experience. And like you said, Lou, like it's, if I had just gone on a cruise, I never would have had that. So being a part of the group, being able to do it with people who you know are friends with you and they're having just as much fun looking just as silly it makes it a wonderful evening. Mm-hmm. And to see, you know, and look, we had Princess Tiana paid us a visit at the farewell party. Spider-Man came to, I think it was, was it last Alaska. year? Was it Alaska? Yeah. Spider- Alaska. I mean, obviously, Lou, mm-hmm. little Lou Munchel. Um <laughs> You know, those are some of the things that I-, I love watching. And myself, you know, we go and we take pictures with these characters like, we're five years old again, whether we have kids or not with us. I actually think I pushed my son out of the way to get a picture before he did. <laughs> so what's interesting, and I almost, I really didn't intend it to be this way, but we've been talking for quite some time and we've talked about the ship. We've talked about a very small number of the onboard activities. We almost sort of glossed over dining and didn't even talk about some of the oh, food and wait, I have two words for you. Strawberry soup. <laughs> I, I, I have, I know that it's been on the ship forever, but the, when you, when you read it on the menu and it used to be there, it's strawberry soup just didn't sound good at all. It was at the Apollo brunch and I got to, to experience this little slice of heaven called strawberry soup. And I think I had seven of them. teeny little martini glasses but man that was so amazingly good that was my dining uh nirvana for the entire seven days was strawberry soup go figure yeah again we didn't even touch on on palo brunch which is literally worth the price of admission i mean it's worth the price of going on on one of the cruises what we haven't talked about and and i'm only again you know we could we could do an entire second show about some of these things one thing we haven't talked about are the ports, right? People talk about, well, you know, where's the ship going? And my answer by default is always, I don't care. Like, it, the, the, and it's, yep. I'm, I'm not joking, like, because the ports are almost secondary sometimes to the cruise itself. Um, not just because, you know, I've been to Nassau. I don't really get off in Nassau anymore. I, I love Castaway Key and I love Key West, but... There's so much to do on board. That has always been the reason and the focus why I go. Sometimes the ports are, are secondary, if not tertiary, to the reasons why we will choose a cruise. We chose this cruise because it was inaugural out of New Orleans. It was on the wonder, all those different things. that, And then I'm like, oh, by the way, it also goes here, here, and here. Right. And as Becky and I talk about future cruises, sometimes that's it too. It's where's it leaving from? You know, where, you know, what ship is it on? What do we want to do? And then, oh, here's some of the ports that it goes to as well. Just as, again, as a quick 
very informal survey, how much, if any, did the port destinations play into your decision to go on this particular cruise? Anybody? Amanda? Ours. Yeah, it did some. I'd never been to Key West, um, so I really wanted to go there. And I love my little slice of heaven, Castaway Key. I can't get enough of it. And as you mentioned earlier, this itinerary was fantastic because normally out of Port Canaveral, Castaway is the last stop, and then you have to pack that night. It's so depressing. And this, we had two sea days after Castaway, and it was so nice to just be able to get back on the ship and relax and not have to pack for two more days. And it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Vanessa? Yeah, so I love the order of the days, but like I alluded to when we first started talking and I mentioned like the nature of our Alaska cruise versus the nature of this cruise, I think the draw of this one was almost that, you know, it being in the Bahamas, like I wasn't even pressed to get off the ship when we were in Nassau and we didn't. So the fact that it was sort of a more chill itinerary, we didn't feel the need to book a bunch of excursions. Like in Key West, we just kind of got off the ship and walked around and relaxed and enjoyed ourselves. The next day in Nassau, we didn't even get off the ship at all. Um, Cause I've, you know, I've seen Nassau and it's lovely, but you know, I've, I'm on the Disney cruise to enjoy the Disney ship. Um, right. So I didn't feel guilty about doing that. And and then obviously Castaway is, is Castaway. So I just like, for me, it wasn't so much like, oh my God, I get to go see blank so much as like, it was just a very chill cruise overall and just sort of all meshed with like the chill vibe of being able to relax on the ship. Vanessa? I chose it more because I was going out of New Orleans, but I also like Key West because it, I feel like Disney Cruise doesn't go there a whole lot because I think only the smaller ships tend to go. Um, and I do enjoy walking around Key West. I got my Kinos, which are custom shoes that are made on Key West. They're little sandals. They're really cute. Um, and our key lime pie on a stick. You know, we have mm-hmm. certain things we like to do. But I, again, did, like Lisa, I did not do any port adventures. We did not get off at NASA um, and just really enjoyed uh Castaway Key. I mean, it's just such a relaxing place uh, to spend the day. And I I was amazed at how far out the tide went on Serenity Bay. I guess it was a full <laughs> moon and you could walk like I'm not kidding over a quarter mile out and look at the wow. shells and stingrays and starfish. I mean, it was just amazing what was happening that day. Um, but yeah, I, I did enjoy the itinerary. Uh, it was especially ending with the two sea days was perfect. Yeah, yeah I think I, I agree. I'm sorry. sorry go, go ahead, ahead Lou. <laughs> uh, the itinerary, I think, was a huge selling point. Look, uh, sea days are my favorite things on the boats. <laughs> One, because there's lots of activities going on. So if you feel like doing stuff that day, there's always something to do. But you also have the opportunity to literally do nothing if you want. And yep. so the more sea days there is, the bigger a selling point it is for me. Of course, the fact that it left out of New Orleans was a big selling point. And I had never been to Key West. So Amanda and I did a small trolley tour in the morning just to get to know the area. Then we wandered around a little bit in the afternoon, had lunch, checked out a few things. Um, so it was great that I had never been there. Like Lisa and everybody else who didn't get off the boat in Nassau, I've been there half a dozen times, didn't need to. Um, so that essentially became another sea day. And and I think that that's a huge selling point for me personally. So yeah, the itinerary was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think New Orleans was the attractor. And then the secondary element was the ports, because like you, Key West was someplace I haven't been to in a long time. I had visited there as a kid with my parents. Uh, My kids had actually gone with my parents as their one and only, um, you know, grandparent 
you know, grandkids trip. So for me and my son, we had reasons that we wanted to go from a, just a very personal sentimental point of view. Uh, and I love the fact that it, that it ported there um, and didn't do any formal excursions. We just went out and wanted to, we went to, we went to the Hemingway house. Uh, we have two Hemingway oh, cats yeah. <laughs> and my son had, we, we, uh, my son loves cats. So we went to the Hemingway house and just had my, my son would, I could have just left them there petting cats all day and he would have been perfectly happy. Um, <laughs> And then ate at a restaurant that I ate at 35 years ago uh, with my parents. And, you know, for some strange reason, we literally sat in the same booth that I have a picture. I'm going to start crying. We sat oh. in the same booth that we sat at um, 35 uh-huh. years ago. Um, so, and again, just it's a very, very walkable city. The mm-hmm. only thing mm-hmm. I wish, and this is a, no one's fault, I only wish we had more time in Key yeah. West. We re- yeah. we leave right. relatively early. I think we had to be back on board the ship at like 3:45 3 or so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um I would love to have I would love to be there overnight. I mean in a, <laughs> in a perfect <Sure>. world um <laughs> because it was such a great port and certainly Castaway Key is always my favorite uh, of all the ports. Um And I love right. Castaway Key with the smaller ships. Yes. I will say. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. It's so much easier to find a, a chair. It's not as crowded. The lines aren't as long. It's really cool to be there in, in one of the smaller ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I well, definitely I also, felt that difference. Yeah. yeah. And I was going to point out, this was our my first time using that outer mole at Key West. It's off of a naval base, and you had to be shuttled in. We're usually at Malware and can just get on and off the ship as much as you want or take the kids back to the kids' club if you want to go do something. But I found the experience not that hard. It took a little extra time out of your day at Key West, but anybody who sees that on their itinerary and you're going out uh, out of the Naval Pier, it's not that difficult. You just got to, you know, wait your turn and get on the trolleys and go. But that was something new for us to experience. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked that because you literally step off the ship and the trolley is right there. I mean, you're walking Mm -hmm. maybe 10 feet and it gave you almost a little bit of a mini trolley tour, a, a little tram tour of Key West without having to go and do a separate tour. So my son and I were able to sort of look around at things and then you're sort of left, you're dropped right off in the center of Key West and we're able to walk everywhere that mm-hmm. we needed to go and then very, very easy to get back on board. the ship. It's a shorter walk to get off on Key West than it is on Castaway Key <laughs> to get to uh, to get to the tram. So, but yeah, yeah, Key West is my favorite, and Cookies Two Barbecue, like, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> right, like, <laughs> right, um, I ribs love it. for lunch. Come on, I love it. Um, <laughs> and if you don't have the ribs and the spicy chicken sandwich and a hot dog and banana ice cream and the cornbread, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You're doing it very, very wrong. Um, I'm regretting everything I didn't eat. I mean, I ate everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, really, yeah, I just, I wish like I had access right now. I'm starving. Right. But you just realize the human pineapple. body, there, there is a finite amount of food that you can stuff into your body on any given day. We try and really stretch uh, the true. limits of our stomachs and our pants when you're on board the ship. Um, yeah, but man, dude, you were eyeing the leftover pizza from the brunch. <laughs> Like there was no tomorrow. Like now I want that. Right, right. Maybe I can put that in a bag or something, and they won't notice, and I can eat it in my stateroom. Says the woman who had seven strawberry soups. I know. I literally, I'm like, how next time? Not that I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to bring a Ziploc bag. 
and I'm going to sneak <laughs> pieces of Pecorino Romano cheese into my Ziploc bag so and good. bring it. You can't take it off the ship, but I'm going to bring it back. But you can eat it all day. To, That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but right, that flatbread pizza with the goat so cheese good. and the... Uh, um, the grapes and, and the spicy the sausage. And... The grapes, yeah. The grape so and gargonzola. Oh, oh I dream about that thing. <laughs> I feel like all we did was eat. Like, right? all we did was eat. Because there's no shortage of food. Like, throughout the day, throughout the night, 24-hour room service, late night, yep. um, on pirate night, you can go to... to we, we didn't even the talk late about night pirate buffet, night. Yeah. The fi- uh, very quick aside, I think pirate night... The um, I when I went out for the fireworks, I I've seen it so many times. I was just going out to sort of to see it again, but from the last time I've seen it, the music was completely different. Um, it I was agree. like yep. hipper, cool, like rock, older music. Like I loved Pirate Night, and I regret not getting out there a little bit earlier. Did you guys all see it? Yeah, Pirate Night was awesome, and and it definitely well, it's been a few years since I cruised, but it's definitely different from the last time mm-hmm. that I cruised. And the fact that they had to buy a little bit of extra time because we weren't where we needed to be yet, I think made it even better because you got to see the cast interact with the kids a little bit more and sort of stretch out the dance party, which I thought was super fun. Mm-hmm. Well, that and um, the the ch- I don't know when the change happened in Animator's Palette for the show. Uh, but they took out the part that I usually have to leave for, which is the the whole Lion King daddy thing. I can't handle it. So I'm usually, I need to go to the bathroom right now. <laughs> so I usually head for the door. But this one, I noticed that it had been updated and there was um, Tangled was in there and there was other elements to it that, that the show was was different. And I really kind of enjoyed this one because it didn't have that that big, huge downer that brought you back right. up. So. <laughs> I liked it better and I actually stayed to watch. Yay. (laughs) And I'm glad they refresh things, especially being a repeat cruiser. You get like, Oh yeah, I've seen that. Or, you know, so it is nice. I even dreams. I heard they changed it a little bit. I didn't go to that show, but they did. um, They're always kind of updating things. It's nice. So again, as we're, you know, trying to sort of, I completely forgot to talk about some of the nighttime entertainment. Um, There are shows in the Walt Disney theater Every single night, there's always the Golden Mickey show, uh, depending on the ship. So this ship uh, finishes off with Disney Dreams, which is a phenomenal show. I've seen it a number of times. They didn't go. But there's also a number of different variety acts, which I now regret not seeing (laughs) all of them. I don't remember a time where people came out of a show and was like, oh, my God, did you this ventriloquist was amazing. These magicians, (laughs) I cannot believe. So did you uh, for those of you who saw I heard the ventriloquist act and the magicians were outstanding. Yes. And we actually went and saw them again at the adult section, which was a, a totally different show and really fun. Uh, yeah, that no, the, wowed us so yeah. much. We were like, we were laughing so hard. And then we had <laughs> up on stage at, yeah, we were, I mean, you had to be there in a way, but like when he was, he had a bunch of people up on stage and he would have them kind of move the ventriloquist mouths and then he would <laughs> fill in the words, like kind of impromptu as the mouths were moving. And <laughs> we and like the people that we were with from the group were just like rolling. And I think it's a testament to how good he was that mm-hmm. the adults, the, 
I mean, it, it, there was nothing improper about it. it. Just happened to be an adult yeah. show later in the evening um, that he did. Like it was standing room only because so many people had seen or heard about his first show that everybody just flocked to the later show that he did. Yeah. Yeah. Amanda and I didn't go to the show the first night, but we had heard from a number of people just how good it was on the first night. So, and that, like you said, Lou, isn't something that you typically end up with when it's those sort of variety acts, which is why I tend to skip them. Um, So I am a little disappointed that I skipped it on the first night because everybody seemed to absolutely love that. You know, it's just, there's this interesting like dichotomy because there's so much to do that you can't do it all. We keep saying we have to go back and do it again. There's so much to eat. All we do is eat all day, and we're going, I'm so hungry, I need to go yep. back again. That seems to be like there's something, I don't want to use the word addicting or addictive, but about these cruises that, you know, it's easy to get hooked on cruising on Disney Cruise Line because of all these things. And it doesn't matter if you do the same ship, the same itinerary, it, it's going to be different every single time you do it. This well, is where Becky just... gets nervous because she knows I'm thinking about talking about what's coming. <laughs> hey, <laughs> there's just always something I think for everyone and I don't have small children. So people, I think in part ask me why I keep doing Disney because I don't have small children, but it's great because on the days that I want to get up and watch the sunrise, I can get up and watch the sunrise on the boat. And on the days when I want to sleep in, I can sleep in. If I feel like having a nap, I can have a nap. If I want to play trivia with everybody, I can go play trivia. There's a movie going on. There's always something. And if you'd rather just sit in a lounge chair, you can just sit in a lounge chair. No matter how you like to vacation, it works for you. Yeah, we still hear a lot of people um, do the pushback of there's nothing to do on a cruise. And as we all know, there's almost <laughs> too much to do on a cruise yeah. because sometimes you have to make choices and that's hard. Yeah. Or you're you're trying to eat dinner and you're like, oh, my gosh, I need dessert really fast. And I need it in 45 <laughs> seconds because I need to be at trivia at 8.15 and it's not right. eight. So <laughs> Let's not even talk yeah. about bingo. Let's. Oh, oh yes. no, let's go ahead and talk about bingo. We were you, like a bunch of old guys, ladies, like <laughs> rushing to bingo and like grabbing our cards and screaming and yelling. Are you kidding? You were no, sending your that, son yeah. 30 minutes before no. to, to make sure to yep. grab yep. a seat the so that you can have the perfect yep. table. No, my, it was all Nicholas. It was all Nicholas. Like yeah. the kid was like addicted to bingo. Uh, and it was just, you know, you, you play to win, but it they make it so much it's not about the you know the gamble part of it it's it there was so much fun and i love the fact that it's something that um kids and families and and can do together uh, as well People and that really take this stuff seriously well when you're playing <laughs> for possibly ten thousand dollars yeah like yeah yes, or, or, you seven, take it or, or even 295 i saw some people kind of going at it for 295 dollars so it was, it's it's all in the um the thrill of the game i can tell but it really is a lively environment is probably a good way to to put it lightly 11 <laughs> you will never hear b11 without singing that song Same. in your head yep. ever again right True. so one of the most awkward things, though, is when that one person stands for the first time and everyone's screaming at them to sit down because, of course, the, the person running the game is telling them to scream at him or her to sit down. 
Because <laughs> right, because if you're if you're because you're one yeah. number if you're one yes. number away, you stand up to let people know. The, wait, no, the best was when the woman didn't stand up, and Lisa got so mad because she couldn't <laughs> mentally prepare for losing the game. <laughs> yeah, I guess you kind of need that. It's like, oh no, I'm probably going to lose, so you have that preparation. She's like, I wasn't brain. emotionally prepared. Yeah, you just yell bingo if you weren't standing up. <laughs> How about that one idiot that yelled Yahtzee when he won bingo? Yeah, I have a I have a video of that idiot too yelling Yahtzee, which is perfect. I got excited. <laughs> Sorry. So. But fun. and look, you know, again, we we've been talking, you know, for for so long about it, and as I'm thinking back um, and looking at the itinerary, I'm like, oh, we forgot about this and we forgot about that because there there was so much. That we did. Um, and there was so much fun that we had from moments that I had, you know, by myself to being able to do this with my son um, was phenomenal to being to, to to do this as a group and spending time with people collectively as as a as a whole WWE radio family to meeting people and, and spending time with them individually. You know, for me, it was such an incredible, rewarding experience. But I would love for each of you to sort of go around the, the virtual table, as it were, and share either uh, a tip that you would have for somebody, a, a personal memory, uh, a bit of advice, anything that you feel that you want to share about this cruise, cruising in general, cruising as a group, wh whatever it might be. Uh, Crystal, go first. I think the biggest tip or suggestion that I would have for people is if you've been holding off on taking a Disney cruise because you're one of those people that thinks, well, I don't really enjoy Disney all that much. I'm not a huge Disney person. I don't know half of the trivia that the rest of you know. Um, I don't know who the artists are. I, I enjoy Disney, but not to the same level as other people. But the Disney cruise by far is the best experience I've had so far in part because Disney just knows how to do customer service. And because as we were just discussing, there's something for everyone. If you're someone who literally just wants to sit in a lounge chair at the pool all day, every day, you have the ability to do that. You have the ability to watch sunrise and sunset. You have the ability to make new friends that are sitting at your dinner table with you. There's all kinds of opportunities and it sort of fits everyone. So just pull the trigger and give it a whirl. Lisa? So, I mean, I think my main piece of advice about cruising Disney is very similar to my main piece of advice about planning a trip to Walt Disney World. And it's just to allow yourself to be in the moment and don't feel the need to do all of the things, just sort of honor what you want in that moment. I mean, some of my most wonderful memories of this cruise, you know, range from, you know, playing bingo and doing trivia with all of you to you know, to, you know, going to the rainforest room alone first thing in the morning to, you know, being, you know, on the you know, cruise looking out, you know, at the water late at night to, and um, you know, to, to dancing you know, with Amanda, you know, at the, at the kids party. And, you know, it, if you're like looking at that itinerary and freaking out over, you know, all of the different things that you're going to miss or that you want to do or that you want to pack into a day, you're probably going to ruin, you know, it could be a very relaxing and wonderful experience. And if you're stressing that, you know, you're not somebody who likes to dress up um, or that you're the kind of person who likes to dress up over the top, like you're going to, no matter what you choose to do and how much you choose to deck yourself out for pirate night or not acknowledge that it exists at all or you know, skip the big, you know, show to go to trivia or it, 
you're going to be in company, like no matter what you do. Um, so just do you, do you in the moment, do what you want to be doing in the moment. Um, you know, and just sort of honor your cruise experience and you're going to have the best time if you do it like that. Uh, Vanessa? Um, kind of going off of what Lisa said. Can you hear me? I had to switch microphones real quick. <laughs> um, um, I think you, there's no way. It's even like when you go to Walt Disney World that you can do everything that's on board um, in even seven days or 14 days or whatever it is. So you know, just relax and have fun. I know leading up to it, I was in a couple Facebook groups and people were getting all anxious about things. Just cruising is what you make it. Um, if you're running here, there, everywhere, you're, you're not relaxing and having an enjoyable time. Uh, pick what looks best to you. Um, I feel it was different cruising with my son and husband versus when I have my other two daughters with us. Um, I just like, trying different things. And this is when you can do it is, you know, go to a tasting or uh, even do the walking tours on the ship. Um, I like just picking something that I haven't done before and trying it on each cruise uh, to add to my collection of, oh, I need to do that again or not. Um, but definitely cruising with Disney is the best. I grew up cruising, um, been on like all the different ships, probably like Becky. Um, but uh I just think overall Disney does it right and you can't go wrong with no matter what you choose to do each day. Uh, I have a tip and a, a memory tip slash tip. Um, I think one of my favorite things to do is to get up and watch the sunrise and just take that in individually and also to see the ship when it's empty in the morning. It's just that nice peaceful time kind of when you get that chance to go to the park really early, everything's still mm -hmm. quiet, just it take all of that in. And then my memory slash tip would be, as Lisa and others were saying, to be open to the experience, especially in a group. I was at Cabana's by myself. It was 12 o'clock. I was trying to hurry up and eat lunch and go to a 12:15 event. And then here came Kelly and Becky from my table. Oh, can we sit with you? And <laughs> next thing I knew, I looked at my watch and it was one o'clock and I wouldn't have changed that for anything. We <laughs> just had a fabulous time just sitting there talking eating more lunch. <laughs> uh, it was, it was awesome. And that's what made this cruise for me. Becky Mangan. There's so many things running through my mind right now. <laughs> I, uh, my favorite memories are, are probably just again, watching everybody turn into eight year olds in the kids club. I love that. I love just kind of standing against the wall and watching everybody have an amazing time and, and leaving all their inhibitions and, and just having fun, just the pure joy of it. Um, the tip for me is I'm going to come right back around to if you've ever wanted to cruise and just haven't before, if you don't know what the experience is going to be, if you're a little nervous about it, totally understandable because there's a lot of misinformation out there about cruise experiences and, and the media tends to take things and run with it in different directions and um, kind of over overplays things. But if you are, are looking to have this experience, do it with a group. I, I, that's probably my biggest tip. If, if you're listening to WDW radio Immediately, if you join one of our, our cruise groups or our adventure based Disney groups or our groups that are at, at World or Land or any of the activities we do, you're immediately going to walk in and you're going to be with Ohana. Um, we all have this love for this brand in common. So you immediately have something in common with everybody in the group. 
you already know some of the backstories and some of the, the craziness that, that comes around this community. <laughs> so we welcome you with open arms and you can come in. If you don't know what to do on a cruise, we can help you like um, Vanessa uh, posting information in the private group that we have before you go. We do the same thing. Everybody's bouncing ideas off each other. So if you have questions, you've got a whole bunch of people to, to lean on to get prepared for it. Um, I just highly encourage you, if you have ever wanted to do this, um, a group cruise is the best way to do it. Yeah, you all have embodied and embraced exactly what I feel about the doing this as a group, doing this as a family. And I, I certainly understand any any hesitation or trepidation fear of, of why well, I don't want to cruise with strangers. Um, you know that you have something in common by virtue of the fact that, that you're listening because you that makes you part of the community. And I think you all are a testament to the fact that you may walk in there literally by yourself, but you are not going to walk out the same way. Um, it just, mm-hmm. you, you guys have created such a wonderful um, uh, family that you come together um so easily, so seamlessly. And Becky, you, you know, look, I said the very first time we did a cruise, it was over. I said, God, we just caught lightning in a bottle. Like, that'll never happen again. Like, <laughs> it was drama-free. and Everybody had such a good time. Like, it's forget, we can't do another cruise. It's all downhill from there. And I've been amazed, knock on wood, like time after time. That, Ten years later. Yeah. And, you know, as, again, more people come on that already know each other. And, again, these, these friendships and incredible relationships that form. I know... People say we leave the cruise and we go back and we get together with people that we met on board and we are yeah. vacationing together. And now, you know, they come and they do adventures by Disney together, you know, and they'll do, you know, other things that we'll do even outside of of um, uh, of the cruises. As of, so and to that end, I, I'm incredibly um, grateful and, and humbled that you choose to spend and share your time with your family, with me. And my extended family, it certainly couldn't happen without Becky and, and everything that goes on behind the scenes. We we joke around a lot, but I understand there's a lot of work that goes into this as well. Um, from a personal perspective, being able to do this and spend it with you and share it with you um, has... It means more to me than I can probably articulate now because all I'm thinking about is Paulo brunch. Um, but um, I, I am grateful and I love doing these things. And as sad as I am when one is over, uh, I know we're already looking at what is coming next. And to sort of pull a line from Wreck-It Ralph, like people were asking me by day three, by day four, the cruise is still going on. They're like, when can we do this again? Like, when? It, just tell us, Mangello, like, we're ready to do this. So, this is where can Becky you feel gets my nervous. heartbeat? Yeah, my heartbeat is like pounding <laughs> right now. Becky, deep breath. I know. Mute. I wish I had a mute on him. <laughs> so, I'm going to contradict something that I said earlier, which is, and I still believe this, that the ships are the stars. And I, and I do believe that. And I think maybe Alaska is the exception to that rule alaska is the star it is the destination and there's i was looking at the cruise brochure i mean there's dozens and dozens of destinations domestically canada europe hawaii transatlantic cruises i mean there's something for every time of year every destination every budget overnight at bermuda Ooh, yeah we're (laughs) we're getting there kid but um but we were thinking about what's next, and I will tell you that. Uh, and again, I'm I'm going to take Alaska out because we've done Alaska twice. I promise you, we're going to do it again. 
which is news to Becky. But <laughs> I, I love that itinerary <laughs> so much. I, I love that experience so very much. But we did. We've we've been talking about what's next, and we know that. You know, when the wish comes out, uh, we're definitely going to do a group cruise on board whenever that might be. But that's way too long to wait. And other than Alaska, the favorite cruise that I have ever done, I'm going to cry again because I was able to do and share this with my son, was Marvel Day at Sea, where the ship takes on an entirely different feeling and flavor. And it's a single day. But even unlike the Star Wars, it just sort of bleeds out with character encounters. And I, you've heard me say this how, on board. How about that strawberry soup? Just the stage <laughs> show, the the night. It's not even a st- the stunt show, and I, with that encompasses many, many, many characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Is the best show, not just at sea. But I would put it up against any Disney show on land. That's how good I think it is. My son would say the same thing. (laughs) I loved it so much that I think we have to do it again. And so that is going to be our next WW Radio Cruise. I can't see Becky staring holes into (laughs) because I can't say too much now. What I will tell you, because you can do a little investigating on your own, the Marvel Days at Sea cruises do take place only a limited number of cruises and only from a singular port. So it's a cru- it's a it's a five night cruise from Miami to the Bahamas or the Western Caribbean. I'm not allowed to say which one or Becky will kill me. And we are going to our next WWE cruise is going to be one of those cruises in early 2021. Am I allowed to say that? Because I just did. (laughs) I mean, if you message me, I'll tell you exactly when it is, you know, outside of Becky's earshot. She's literally going, dude, stop. But I think, like, I can't say exactly when because there are some pieces that have to fall into place. But I wanted you to be the first to know because part of the reason why we wanted to do this, this recap is, one, to turn you on to the idea of either cruising on Disney the beauty of the Disney wonder cruising out of new Orleans and certainly cruising together as a group. And if you think this cruise was fun, wait until you layer on a day of Marvel fun activities, costume parties, movie marathon. There's characters everywhere and lots. Of, I don't want to say too much, but um, so that is going to be our 2021 WW radio group cruise details to come later yes so so now that you've given away everything <laughs> i haven't said i've yes, said nothing except you you just basically gave away the entire thing fyi um we are in the process right now of signing the contracts and putting the groups together so it will when it's officially announced and not unofficially announced blue mongello um, then we're gonna have the space ready to book into so please don't go running out and book something else. <laughs> i'm now getting post-it note pictures <laughs> like Hannah in front of me <laughs> right so be, so hold, to be clear horses don't it, yeah do not do, if you're interested in joining us do not go and book on your own we will have the first opportunity we will share a link that you can book 
through Mouse Fan Travel in order so that you can be part and participate in our group activities. It's coming soon. How's that? How's Ish. that strawberry soup again? <laughs> <laughs> need a paper bag in here yep work in progress hopefully hopefully very soon maybe this week (laughs) the journey into the mystic arts with dr strange wait wait no the um which superpower which superhero has in, the power to shut somebody up from 25 miles so away? So <laughs> Azure on the Wonder is Fathoms on the Magic. So this this cruise takes place on the Disney Magic. The Fathoms on the Magic one night is turned into the Ravagers nightclub. So the Ravagers from Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the that Marvel, would be super fun. The Marvel mm-hmm. Heroes Unite show is... Forget it. And you like trivia? Man, there's trivia all over the place. <laughs> so well, you got now. Nicholas, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas did beat me. What? <laughs> Nicholas did. Nicholas and I came in first and second. He beat me fair and square in trivia. So I, I have to. My team. <laughs> we, we we have to go back so I can redeem myself. So. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you guys again. One for. Um, joining us on the cruise for when I say that you're part of my family it it is not just a word that I throw around I I hope that you know I've known a lot of you guys for a long long time and I do consider you more than just really close friends I do consider you part of my family and this for me was a family cruise and I hope you felt the same way Uh, I I'm grateful that you spent tonight uh, reminiscing with me in some ways this cruise seems like it was ages ago and in some ways it feels like it was yesterday um, it just it went too fast um, it just goes too fast so um, just very quickly um, I, I'll let you uh, sign off however you want to sign off and tell people where they can find you I'm going to try and do this in some semblance of alphabetical order so Amanda Bonner you can find me at DisneyTravelForAll.com, and I have a new podcast on iTunes and all the podcast players, so please check that out. Woo. Lisa DiNoto-Glasner? Uh, yeah, you can find me at TheCastleRun.com, of course, um, and on Instagram as the Castle Runner. P before S, so Vanessa, <laughs> Vanessa Prince? <laughs> I'm on WDW Radio blog under Vanessa Prince, and then also Andrew writes the accessibility for the blog under Disney... Uh, on wheels. Crystal Steers. So you can find me at chasinghappiness.ca. There are links to the Instagram and Facebook pages there. Um, And on Facebook, I'm just Crystal Steers. I'm going to put links to all these in the show notes. And Becky Mankin, if You can find me in the next room banging my head (laughs) against (laughs) But we knew that was coming. As now I have to scramble really fast <laughs> to get something done tomorrow. Um, or at Becky Mankin on all of the socials. And of course, MEI-travel.com for all of your vacation needs, not just Disney. And you can find me probably at Cabana's uh, going up to the buffet for my <laughs> third or fourth time. Thank you guys so much. I love and appreciate you all. Very quickly, if you could snap your fingers and go and get on board the Disney Wonder right now for like 10 minutes, where would you go? Quick, where? What would you do? My first thing would be the spa. What part of the spa? Like, are you a rainforest girl? Are you like the little tile chairs sitting outside? I Look, all of that is fun, but the one thing I've never done is tried out those personal 
um, massage rooms with the hot tubs in them, that would be my first go-to. Wait, what? I've never even been to the spa over there. I need to see. Another reason why I need to go back. <laughs> Gad, quick. Somebody else. Where would you go right now? I'd go to Bridgewater. It's my new happy place. <laughs> I'd be outside I'd... with a drink watching the ocean go by. <laughs> <laughs> And I'd be in Azura playing a, a game, not not trivia, but some of the adult <laughs> fun things that we were doing at 10 o'clock at night. Um, those are a blast. I'm going to the concierge lounge to grab a bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, and listen, everybody finds their happy place in different locations. That's where Becky finds hers. I find mine right here with you, all five of you at the virtual table, and you, my friend, who I wish was on the cruise with us, but are here talking about it again. So I hope you hope that you join us on a future cruise. Thank you guys so very much. Nobody said nobody nobody talked about eating. Nobody even said room service. <laughs> you need a podcast that's just about the food. Yeah. This kind of is. That's kind of what this is, has evolved or devolved into. Yeah, because we missed a lot While this would normally be time for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, as you remember from last show, I had a very special contest and giveaway that allowed you to enter for a chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards simply by doing what I've been asking you to do since day number one, which is help spread the word. This community, this family exists and flourishes only because of you. And the only way really to help it go and grow is through you helping to spread the word. And that's what I asked you to do last week. So what I did was I wanted to make it as easy as possible. I posted an image in the WW Radio community group on Facebook at www.radio.com slash community. And all you had to do was go out and share it and tag me or use hashtag WW Radio on your blog or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And a lot of you, the more shares, the better. Every entry counted. And what I did was randomly select one from all the different communities and platforms. And last week's winner of the $100 in Disney gift cards, randomly selected, is Matthew Woolley, who is, his username is married to a Disney addict on Instagram. Matthew, thank you. Congratulations. I appreciate all of you that did such an amazing job of helping to spread the word, not just last week, but really since we began the show 15 years ago. If you played last week and didn't win, that's okay, and thank you, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's $100 Disney gift card giveaway. I was so incredibly grateful and impressed with how many of you helped to spread the word, not just last week, but really since the very beginning. And so I wanted to give you another chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards by not just helping to continue to spread the word, but once again, doing something that I've been asking you to do since the very first show, which is rate and review. So now you have two ways that you can enter for a chance to win the $100 in Disney gift cards. One is by rating and reviewing the show in iTunes. How do you do it? Go to www.radio.com slash review. That's going to take you to the iTunes store on desktop or mobile. You can write a review there. And if you don't like the show, just please let me know privately. But if you do like the show, ratings and reviews are so incredibly helpful. Every review will count as an entry. You can also... Do the same as you did in the past, which is follow me on Instagram. I'm at Lou Mangiello. I'll post a photo about this week's show and contest. 
all you need to do there, and I'll put these instructions there, is comment where would you like to go on a Disney Cruise Line cruise, maybe even for a future WDW Radio group cruise, and tag a friend that you'd love to take with you and invite them to listen as well. So that's all you need to do. Rate and review the show on iTunes and or like and comment and tag a friend on the Instagram post. You can enter more than once, one review, multiple comments and tags. Again, remember, you have to tag a different friend in each comment, no fake accounts and things like that. I will once again randomly select one winner for a chance to win $100 in Disney gift cards that you can use online, your next trip to the parks, maybe even for your next Disney cruise. And because this week's show was posted a little late because of me coming back from the cruise, I'm going to give you a little bit of extra time. So you have until Sunday, March 1st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern, again, to rate and review the show, like, comment, and tag the post on Instagram. So thank you, good luck, and have fun. Also, stay tuned to Instagram for another contest coming up this week where you can win something very special that all I'll tell you is you can't buy on the cruise and it's only available on the Disney Wonder. It's very cool. I almost hate to give them away, but I love them so much. I want to share them with you. Stay tuned again. Instagram.com slash Lou Mangiello. Good luck. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you so very much once again for spending and sharing your time with me. I understand that your time is your most valuable commodity. There's no way to get or make more of it. So the fact that you choose to spend it with me means so, so very much. I also appreciate you being part of the community. I also want you to be part of the conversation. If you go to www.radio.com slash community, you can not only talk about this week's show, any other episodes, but make and meet some wonderful like-minded friends as well. Again, it's www.radio.com slash community. That is our Box People group over on Facebook. You can also connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I am at Lou Mangello there as well. Speaking of family and gratitude, I want to thank some of the new and longtime members of the WW Radio Nation family. I appreciate your love, your support, your friendship and help, and I also love being able to give back to you and say thank you to you each and every month. I want to thank some new and longtime members, including Russell Allen Boy, Brooke Avery, Dean, Angela Spencer, David R. Turner, Matthew Woolley, Tia Ong, Matthew Malcody and Nicholas Butt. I really, really do appreciate you being part of the nation. If you want to find out how you can not only help the show and being part of the nation goes a long way to helping the show, but you'll also get exclusive rewards every month, including scavenger hunts. We have a private Facebook group. I'll send you a custom magic band cover, logo gear. There's backpacks and t-shirts, live video group calls, as well as care packages monthly from Walt Disney World and lots more. You also get early access to special events before tickets go on sale to the general public. And I'm also maybe working on a couple of other cool WW Radio Nation specific things as well. Also, please don't forget, and this is so important, that a portion of the proceeds of your contribution, which is obviously completely optional, do go to our Dream Team project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Again, to find out more, to become part of the nation, you can visit www.radio.com support. 
If you have a question you want me to answer on the air, you can email me, lou at www.radio.com. Or if it'll be heard on the air with a question, a comment, or just a hello from the parks, you can call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Even leave a comment about this week's show, your Disney Cruise Line experience, or maybe a cruise that you'd love to take together as a group. And again, all these things are just ways to let you be part of and invite you to be part of our WW Radio community and family. And as much as I love connecting with you online, you know if you've listened to the show in the past that nothing beats a handshake and a hug. And that's why I love to continue to do monthly meetups in Walt Disney World as well as the special events. Our next meet of the month is going to be this Saturday, February 22nd. It is Princess Half Marathon Weekend. It seems like yesterday it was Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. It's going to be this Saturday from 3 o'clock to 4.30 over in my favorite pavilion anywhere, which is Japan. We're going to be in a lower level seating area outside at Katsura Grill, again, Japan, 3 o'clock. If you go to www.radio.com slash events, you can find out more, RSVP there. It's, of course, completely free. Come alone, bring the entire family. It is obviously always kid-friendly as well. There on the events page, you'll also find out about other upcoming events, Meet to the Month live broadcast as well as on the road events as I travel to speak to conferences. I'll often do meetups while I am out as well. And if you go to lumangelo.com, you can find out how I can A, either come to speak at your conference, your event, to your business or to your school. And two, I want to help A and two, right? A and B, I also want to help you turn what you love into what you do by speaking, mentoring and events. I've been saying it, but this week I am actually going to share information about our next Momentum Weekend Workshop this fall in Walt Disney World and my Momentum Weekend Retreat also in Walt Disney World coming up this summer. So if you or someone you know is looking for a speaker for an event or to your business, I talk about everything from the Disney difference, sort of achieving the customer experience, what we can learn and implement from the Disney parks, leadership lessons, social media, live video, podcasting, the power of community, and you are the example of that as well as other topics geared specifically towards students, businesses. Again, you can find out more by visiting loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Becky Mankin and the entire team at Mouse Fan Travel, not just for the amazing cruise that we all had together, but for what they have been doing for you, my friends, for more than 10 years. They are my official and recommended travel provider, whether you're going to World Land or any Disney or other destination on this beautiful planet of ours. You can get a free no-obligation quote at mousefantravel.com. Also, check out Celebrations Magazine at celebrationspress.com. And as always, my friend, and you are my friend, if you like the show, please help spread the word, not just because it helps to grow our community and family, but this week you can also win the $100 Disney gift card. And if you like the show, please tweet out that you're listening share a link on facebook or instagram and again please go rate and review the show in itunes again visit www.radio.com slash review i want to thank some recent reviewers like david iwan 1013 who says it's informative inspiring and entertaining exactly what i want it to be he says among all the content lewis excelled in with WW Radio brand it's a great podcast on many fronts. The passion Lou exerts is inspiring to listen, listeners to gain interest in each episode topic and want to do similar work on their own interests. There are a lot of enticing and diverse topics to entertain the listener and bring new topics to attention. A lot of knowledge about many different aspects of the Disney company shared by Lou and the strong collection of guests. I couldn't do this alone. 
Overall, fantastic job over all the years. The consistent variety and quality of the content succeeds in keeping Walt Disney World present in your mind and is a great listen to whether you need a lift in spirits. This is my go-to podcast when I'm going through a tough time or want to continue your positive state of mind. David, wow, man, thank you so very much. Obviously, I read these for the first time here on the show. The Shaggy Freak. I love the name, and I love his comment. says, I'm not a fan. I'm part of a family. You got it, brother. WW Radio is a lot more than your typical podcast. This is a show to listen to if you're into all things Disney. There's no doubt about that. And what really brings me back for each episode is the sense of community that Lewis helped shepherd into existence. You might consider yourself a fan after listening to a couple of episodes, but that quickly transforms into a feeling of family. I am proud to be part of that. Wow, man, you shaggy freak. You couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much. Jason Welch says it's a great find in the sea of podcasts. Lose an energetic and genuine host that works hard to create a podcast that really puts you back in the Disney magic while you listen. I've really enjoyed listening to both the current and past shows and listen in on someone as fired up about Disney as I am. Great stuff indeed. And April Fool 3 says, Lou is amazing. Your name scares me, but let's see what it says anyway. It says, it's my favorite podcast. Thank you, Lou, for what you put out in the world. I appreciate you. Man, April Fool, Jason, Shaggy Freak. And David, um, you guys really embody such exactly what I'm talking about, right? This sense of community and family and mutual love and appreciation and respect. Thank you so, so very much. Again, if you go to www.radio.com slash iTunes, it'll show you exactly how and where to leave a review. And again, my sincerest and humblest gratitude for you. Um, I do this show not just because I have this incredible love for Disney and everything sort of under the Disney umbrella, but I, I do. I just want to make your day happier. I want to be a positive influence in you and maybe even inspire you to be a little bit better. Um, I think that's what we all want to do is hopefully make a positive difference in this world and do things that our parents, our kids, our friends, and, and you will hopefully be proud of. And I go back to what I was saying last week about, you know, choosing the good, like, I choose the good. I choose to look on the bright side of not just Disney, but everything I do in my life. And I want you to hopefully look at things the same way, right? Um, try and find the good. Even if something's not perfect, choose the good uh, and spread the word about that. So I hope that this is not just a good week or a great week for you, but really your best week ever. Thank you so, so much. I love you and I appreciate you. And so until next time. See ya. Hi, Lou. It's Caleb from Dallas, and I had to tell you a story about something that happened in my family at Walt Disney World last month. We were meeting Aurora, and my three-year-old daughter likes to give princesses little gifts whenever she meets them. So she made a little bracelet with a note that said, Love, Charlotte. So she gives this to Aurora in Epcot, who reads the note and gasps and says, You're Charlotte with the chickens. And we look at each other like, what the heck is going on? And she says, last time I met her, she told me she had chickens named Aurora and Maleficent, which is true. We've got chickens. Uh, unfortunately, my daughter had to tell her that a, a cat ate her chicken, Aurora, and we had to get a new Aurora, which was just a gas. It had been a year since this conversation. Our annual passes were about to expire that we had gotten on the trip when we met Aurora the first time. And she remembered my daughter that story a year later. And if that's not Disney magic, I, I don't know what is. Um, just had to share this story. It's been a month and I can't stop thinking about it. And I thought everybody else might be tickled as well. So have a good one. Appreciate the show. See ya. Hey, Lou. Um, 
I just want to thank you for uh, all of the nice podcasts that you've made and uh, a lot of good times listening to them. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. Peace out. Hey, Lou. Guess what? It's Christine Morrison again <laughs> from Flower Town, Pennsylvania. I'm out and about early this morning. It's just after 6 o'clock, and it's raining again. My yard is a mud pit. Um I just listened to your most recent podcast and top three resorts. So my new favorite area is the Epcot Resort area. Stayed at the Yacht Club in October and it was just fabulous. I loved it. Just that whole area is beautiful and magical and I could see the fireworks um, from Epcot off my balcony and I can't wait to take my kids there but um, I just love it it's wonderful to walk around and talk to people and get their stories I just love 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 Epcot Resort area and that's my new favorite spot I also love Art of Animation I stayed in the Cars family suite uh, just a few months after they opened with my family and we loved it there it was awesome uh, we spent a whole afternoon at the Nemo pool, listening to the music under the water. Pretty cool feature. And uh, that's about it. That's all I wanted to say. I want everybody to have a wonderful day. It's Tuesday. We're almost halfway through the week, but it doesn't matter because we're all loving life. And uh, it's going to be a great day, even though I'm driving in the rain, running around. Take care, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful day and make somebody smile. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Good morning, everyone. It's Darlene Aggie, formerly of West Seneca, New York. And I'm calling in. It's a beautiful, beautiful day here. I got to see my very first solar launch last night, which was really cool, from my backyard of all places. Um, I'm so excited. I got to ride Ride of the Resistance. And everybody that I know from the WDW radio group and new friends is on the New Orleans cruise to Key West. NASA passed away key. I can't wait to hear all about that cruise. Um, the pictures look great. I would love to get to Key West one of these days. I hope you have a magical day. Please stay positive, like Lou always says. Love and hugs, and hope you guys all have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And Lou, thanks for sharing your cruise. <laughs>